Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, Season 30, Wasteland. I was about to say, are we in the studio or are we in the wasteland? We are just starting our adventure into the wasteland. And joining me today is the wasteland band, Jordan Frost. Hello, Elliot. Really and BT Calloway. Well, howdy there. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Yes, this is The Simpsons Index. Normally, podcast, watch and review, three episodes, Simpsons twist. Each episode comes from a different decade, normally. But again, we're flipping the script. We're journeying back into the wasteland. Oh, oh uh, boy. Hooray. Just oh. to let you know what's going on, we've done two wastelands specials in the past where we did the Teenage Wasteland where we did some of the most mediocre episodes of the teen era and we also did the HD Wasteland same again but for the HD and now we're splitting it up we're doing it a bit different because we haven't done any season 30 episodes yet mm. on the index yeah for good reason yeah well I mean you, you were trying to figure out like where yeah, do we at. need a fourth decade yeah uh, so yeah now that they've announced that season 31 and 32 are a thing I've decided yeah it's going to be a new decade still haven't settled on a name for it yet so so it's yeah. going to be the 30s or the Disney era or the Depression. Yeah, <laughs> as suggested 30s. by uh, Captain Nick of Pods of the Key of Springfield, I believe. Yep, yep. So in this first part, we're going to do four season 30 episodes back to back. And in the next part coming out next week for you, it'll be the same day for us. <laughs> That's why the madness will be happening. <laughs> <laughs> next week, we'll be doing three Treehouse of Horrors from the HD era, tying in with Mayoween. But enough of that for now. Let's get into the season 30 wasteland. How are we feeling, guys? I'll be brief. I'm furious! <laughs> I made a note at the bottom of the page. This episode makes me want to start fires. <laughs> I'm so mad. Well, someone needs to pick up the mantle now that Keith Flynn has passed away. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of pressure, but, uh, you know. He is BT Callaway. Twisted BT Callaway. <laughs> so we can't be this insane already. We've only just <laughs> stepped into the wasteland. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, taking our first step into the wasteland, I thought it'd be appropriate that we do the first episode of season 30, mm-hmm. Bart's Not Dead. First released in September of 2018, directed by Bob Anderson, written by Stephanie Gillis. <laughs> in this episode, Bart takes a dare from the bullies and takes a massive fall into a concrete mm-hmm. slab. And then to appease Marge or whatever, he says he went to heaven. And then they make a movie based on it. Guys, what'd you think? Uh, two notes. My first is, <laughs> and my second, this is, I'm pretty sure this is a rip on uh, Heaven is for Real. Which was a movie about pretty much this thing. where Yeah, a young boy said he saw heaven and this is what it was like. And they made a really famous book and then a movie out of it that sold lots of copies. Mm -hmm. There we go. It's referencing something. Yep. This fucking sucked. (laughs) This was atrocious, man. (laughs) Like that first first act is is just this scattershot of nonsense. Like I cannot believe how disjointed it was. I was like, is this a part of a dream sequence? Because there was just, it went from place to place to place. Like there was the shot where Marge is on a cruise, like a Mother's Day cruise with Bart. Bart imagining, yeah, being a mama's boy forever. But it's not set up in any way. You kind of just cut to it rather than dream bubble. It's not. Like, why didn't we go dream bubble? And that would have made sense that he's like pitching his future as a mama's boy or some bullshit. It it was one of the Family Guy, like that time when jokes where, except it just cut straight to it. At least Family Guy had the setup of it's like that time when. Yeah. This just smash cuts to this future. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess. 
guess this is a dream. But yeah, and it's what stands out to this episode for me is this first act where, you know, usually with the classic episodes that we really adore, the Cubic Zirconia ones, we're like, oh my God, that was so breakneck with the jokes. But at the same time, it was cemented in something. This one just jumped from scene to scene to scene, like Bart's in the hall and then all of a sudden he, he's in the principal's office. Why did Skinner know that Bart decided not to also? And then all of a sudden Homer's tucking him in bed and then all of a sudden Marge is driving him really, in a car. Really, this smash cut where Skinner tells Homer and Marge that, hey, Bart didn't pull a prank for once. Good for him. And Bart's like, I did the right thing, right? And Homer's like, yes, you did. Smash cut to him tucking him into bed, being, no, you didn't do the right thing. I'm like, I thought this was a flashback. Yeah. Because it yeah. just it was just such a random smash cut. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, what? <laughs> Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's in the car with Marge and it's the next day and it's like, yeah, one of my notes is like, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to just him on a swing and them going, so here you're looking for a dare. And like, who? Why? Yeah, at, when, Why? At <laughs> what point that ever? From? And that's the thing. The core of this is fine in the sense that Bart refusing to take a prank and then people making fun of him for refusing a dare. Yeah actually makes a lot of sense and is a fine plot point, but it's just presented in such this scattershot nonsense that is so hard to keep up with. And that's after having possibly been some of the most versed people in The Simpsons that I've ever met. Yeah. We were still all like, what the fuck is going on? BT, what stands out to you from this episode? Okay, now the thing that's going to stand out to me is how much this episode ignores its own past. Mm. So at the very end, there's this almost good bit where, you know, Lisa comes in to comfort Bart after all this shit's gone down and he's up on the roof recapping the Thanksgiving episode where Bart uh, yeah. runs away and they go up on the roof and they have that moment. So for like a fleeting tenth of a second, this episode has a memory and then it immediately ruins it by Lisa going, well, I think God would do this and that's like, Lisa is a Buddhist. She does not believe in God. Mm. We know this. It's been done. Oh, also forgetting our own past. Okay, apparently Marge's dad had one leg. Yeah, like yep. Marge's dad had one leg. There's a bit where he's like, how do you cope with all of this? And Marge's like, oh, you know, blind faith and wine. It's like, this has never been Marge's thing in the last 30 fucking years. No, think back to the Hank Scorpio episode. Yeah, where yeah. she's Doctors like... Doctors say you should have a glass of wine a day, but I yeah. can't drink that much. Yeah. 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 Oh, just... and, and then all of a sudden in this episode, she's fucking swigging the bottle. Yeah, but yeah. then if you think about it, she's had to live in the Simpsons universe for 20 two years now following that episode <laughs> yeah getting gradually worse and worse and worse and you would take to drink i will if, actually if say that was you <laughs> i will actually say julie kavner actually sounded a bit better in this episode yeah. than other episodes recent episodes where uh, we're new. yeah so maybe so, you got a vocal masseur <laughs> aka pinot noir <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just i found another bit they're all like you can take flanders bowling oh maybe i'll get a 72 it's like flanders is a good bowler because he was part of the holy rollers yes yep. And also in this moment, I'm like, why is Bart doing this to Homer? The story has been set up that they're both in on this. Yeah. Why? Why is Bart putting this in jeopardy just to... I figured it was because he's in front of all these movie producers, so he can't get angry at me and tell people I'm lying now, so I'm just yeah. going to fuck with him. At least it's not the worst dicky thing. It's like, oh yeah, Homer has to go coat himself in honey and jump into a beehive. Like <laughs> He's just saying, oh, you have to go uh, and like hold his hand while he's riding with you and stuff. But it's still stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it makes sense if Homer's not in on it with Bart. Mm. Like, this is just Bart randomly putting this lie in jeopardy just to get a dig at Homer. Yeah. yeah, and the other part that I was like angry that they didn't remember their own history, this long, long extended bit where Homer doesn't understand how acting works. Oh. And it's all like, 
Oh, you were acting. Can you put your hand up when you're acting? Oh, Marge, why do you have your hand up? Can you twirl your foot while you're also... And a- constantly and wink, yeah. Oh, and it's like we... Marge, why du- are you looking so weird? It's, it's like the shitty parallel version of Hello, Mr. Mr. Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, that was exactly in my note. Bad Mr. Thompson. How about you, Jordan? What stands out to you from this episode? Um, Bart is fucking dead. I know that... <laughs> we, no, no. Know, we know that... <laughs> the title of the episode and the movie that is yeah. in the episode is Bart's Not Dead, Yeah. Though. So we know that Homer is a god or perhaps a demigod. Yeah. Whatever. So, mm. wait, does that make Bart like a semi- semi-demigod? Semi-demigod. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Uh, semi-demigod. He jumps off like 40, 50 meters. How high is that thing? Doesn't it's matter. fucking far. He lands on concrete on his face and he's not even... Even got a bruise on him. Yeah, yeah. He wakes up from the coma. He's like, "I'm fine, mom. Get yeah. fucked." So that's why I want to think that this episode is just his like Jacob Ladder kind of <laughs> style ending. He's just dead, and this is what he thinks the rest of his life would go like. And excuse the bad plotting in the second half of the episode, but not in the first half. Mm-hmm. See, that's the, the one almost good thing I liked was at the end they're all holding signs like "Kill the father" or whatever. Sideshow Mel is there with a sign that just said, the second half dragged. Wow. Which is meta to an extreme degree. Again, that same (laughs) scene, though, it was so breakneck, and all of a sudden Homer does this half-baked speech which resolves everything, and it's no satisfaction. But even then, we go from a scene where Bart confesses to Marge that he made it all up, and then smash cut to this press conference where everyone's angry at them, and there's no announcement to the general public that, oh, we made this up. It's just implied, but not even stated. It's just, mm, it's frustrating and stupid. Yeah, like, I mean, you can take the implication that, yeah, these certain plot beats have Happened, but it's not good story writing to it's skip over the pacing and yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's too quick like you're trying to fit too much in this episode would have been better served to fucking chop the episode in half because that's what it sort of felt like to me these yeah. two halves and just extend and exist in the story beats that were meant to happen rather than oh the audience will get that happened this is the season opener you're like hey we're celebrating this is episode one of season 30 yeah isn't this great this show has been around for so long at this kind of quality can you believe it (laughs) this one the writers guild of america award for outstanding animation okay now i decided to look into this award because this sort of comes up a lot in my research i don't often mention it because it's like oh why would that episode win I've noticed the Writers Guild of America award in the animation category is so heavily stacked in the Simpsons' favour. There are at least five years where Simpsons, there are five entrants for them and no one else. What? For the Writers Guild of America. Simpsons have like been nominated over 50 times when a lot of other shows like haven't even cracked double digits yet. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? I'm deleting the only time I have from what is my memory now. (laughs) I never would have watched this before and I never will again. So I've seen this once. Now, the funny thing about doing a Simpsons podcast in is it really doesn't put you in the mood to watch New Simpsons. And as it stands right now, this is still the only episode from season 30 that I've seen. Are we changing that today? Yep. I'm going to quickly watch one of the episodes so that I can say I've watched it once and you haven't. (laughs) So that I win. We all dream of winning one day. (laughs) Oh, fuck. We don't have a classic one to, like, relax with afterwards. It's It's all rage. This is going to be... Why, it's all terror in the wasteland. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk quickly about some wackiness. What are the wacky things, the cartoony moments that stood out to you? 
fuck, like all um, of it. Yeah, uh, I think like all cartoony moments like were in that front section, which was sort of pretty uh, well covered. There was like a nice bit of animation with Bart looking at the fire alarm and then it turns into Lisa. Yeah, I yeah. kind of like that as a manifestation of his conscience. To quickly touch on the parts I liked, there was a balloon that says, Dare you to get better. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we dare oh, you yeah. to get better of the bullies, sign yeah, the bullies. What yep. else have I got that's an up arrow here? Oh, uh, Lisa's devil voice was pretty good. That was just a whole weird scene. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird Mate scene. Mate pulls that face and she gets stuck like Why that. Why did it get stuck? They had it. They the just... wind changed, Elliot, obviously. Oh, inside a house. <laughs> Wackiness. <laughs> oh, Dr. Hibbert pulling a burrito out of the thing. That's yeah. a bit wacky, but fuck that joke also. Um, where Homer's like, did you see Abraham Lincoln? Yes. And no other presidents? No. And that it was heaven. Yeah. yeah. You know, pretty good. That ties into the good place. You know, what famous people are in the bad place? He goes, well, all the presidents, except Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What other wackiness? Oh, that stupid acting bit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the whole audition sequence was uh, such a fucking and misfire. such a fucking waste of their guest stars as well. Yeah, let's run through them quickly. So, doing the whole hand up to remind me that you're acting with Being Marge. Emily DeChannel from Bones, who is also related to Zoe DeChannel. Yep, doing a decent Marge as well. Yeah, yeah, wasn't Yeah, bad. her Marge voice was all right. Yeah. There was a weird joke with her on the red carpet where she was like, we don't get along in real life, which I kind of liked. No, yeah. I wrote that as an up arrow. I got a chuckle out of that. Yeah, they like do squinty eyes at each other and yeah. like walk separate directions. <laughs> yeah. And auditioning for Lisa was Gal Gadot. Yep. Which, i got to point this out, she mentions, oh, I was in Wonder Woman, and Homer's like, oh, when I see the DC logo, I fall asleep. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> very rich of you to say. <laughs> and then second, he goes can't you use your lasso to something? And it's like, you wouldn't know that. You just said you didn't watch the fucking movie. Maybe yeah. he reads the comics. Yeah. Maybe. That was going to be my He saw corner. the DC logo. He would have fallen asleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're on the front of every comic. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you like Gal Gadot's performance anyway? She didn't really have anything to do. I so think she felt to... awkward in the booth. I mm. felt yeah. awkwardness from her. It was fine. Well, imagine trying to ask, okay, so what am I doing in this scene? Well, you're auditioning to play Lisa, but I'm much older than her. No, no, yeah. but you're doing this in a semi-religious film where your one line is, who wants hamburgers? Yeah, just to make a joke of, oh, this is shit Lisa wouldn't do. How unbelievably confused would you be as an actor trying to figure out how you're supposed to deliver this line? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and sing because I can't. And then Yeah, Lisa... because Lisa sings all the time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, one of her traits. That's the opening sequence is she's in the band singing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> that reminded me another bit of wackiness what the fuck was up with Millhouse oh that why? fucking bit of ah! why did he have a ah! perm oh the bit at the start and why was he like tap dancing to Lisa's yeah, sad like, Jack was, solo was, it, was he supposed to be there yeah Lisa's like who wants a happy song here's a sad song Millhouse first of all doesn't sing and it's like where do I pick flowers with only two petals fuck you fucking like, stop he, wasting my it time it was so confusing because was oh. he meant to be there as part of her act and if not, then why was why he was dressed he like that? And if so, then why did he not realize he had a flower? It was just so fucking confusing. It was like it was meant to be misleading, and that was the comedy. What is comedy? Question yeah, it mark. was like the misdirect into nothing. Yeah. But it's the equivalent of going, hey, do you want some salt? Oh, no, thanks. Ha <laughs> ha, I unscrewed the top, but I didn't use any. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's having like, coffee. This. It's <laughs> like you sit there going, do you know how jokes work? Actually... <laughs> Fun tip, if you ever have a coffee that's too bitter, don't put sugar in it, because then you just get bitter, sugary, sweet coffee. Put your dick put in it. A, well, that too. <laughs> no, if you add a few like grains of salt, that actually combats the bitterness, and you will uh, really? like it a bit better. Mm. There we go. Salt. 
You fucking rule. <laughs> salt's fucking great. I love salt. Also acting in The Simpsons Family was Jonathan Groff playing Bart Simpson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mostly known as being a Broadway star. And he played King George in Hamilton for a very long run, I think. Nice. I think he would have been there when we saw it. Sweet. So, yeah, he, he was an amazing talent and did well, but the song was so nothing and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, hate, I hated this. this. I wish Phil had been here for this episode because <laughs> this is just a combination of... I'm not going to lie. I don't know if Phil would have survived. <laughs> like, he, he would have been having a bad time. Then they started singing. That might have been the end of it. He might have actually, like, turned to Elliot and started choking you to death <laughs> for showing him this. We're very seasoned with the Wasteland. We yes. know what we're getting into. Not, this is not our first rodeo in the Wasteland. The Wasteland is not for amateurs. <laughs> and just quickly, yeah, Dave Attell and Pete Holmes, comedians that played a couple of the film producers that came around for that prayer meeting. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes is a comedian. I'm actually not a big fan of him. Oh, he did all the, the Batman videos. All uh, right. I like one of those. Him? Yeah, he had his own show. Man, but kind of points like, out all the things that are bad about him. Yeah, plays him really dumb. And he did those like Street Fighter red tape videos. They're pretty funny. It was like one where he just plays Batman is really stupid. Yeah. He sees Two-Face, but he keeps seeing him from like <laughs> <Yeah>. one side. <laughs> He's like, scary face. What did you do with Harvey? Thank Harvey God. <laughs> Two-Face yeah. is around here somewhere. Oh, I have to check that out. No, I prefer the one where he's just talking in double entendres the entire time. Oh, yeah. And there's one where he goes in to interrogate the Joker, but they've swapped two clowns. Like, one was just drunk at a birthday party, and <laughs> one is the Joker in another one, and so he's just beating the shit out of this birthday clown, which you wouldn't really appreciate, but it's pretty good. That's okay. Being a clown is a very distant memory for me. But, you know, and Dave Attell as well, who is just such oh, yeah. a seasoned comedian. It's just... I think you said it, Beach. This is just such a waste of so many guest stars because yeah. they were nothing parts. Yeah, yep. they should have had Amy Schumer in to steal his jokes more. <laughs> oh, bad. Oh, Got you, Amy Schumer. Yeah, that's like somewhere Amy Schumer is just like, ow. <laughs> Hot. Did this episode have any of it? <laughs> Keep moving. Off. No. <laughs> it could have. That's the sad thing. Yeah. It could have done like a bit better reconciliation or a bit more about like his near-death experience making him closer to Marge and wanting to be better or something. I don't know. It was yeah. just one of those things where this episode had so many points that that one thing that could have been the emotional core was never the point. Yeah. Mm. And that Marge barely had a reaction to Bart confessing is so unsatisfying with this. She's yeah. probably so jaded by now. A plus, she had probably just downed a bottle of wine beforehand. <laughs> so yeah, she that's was the just thing numb. we have to factor in now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Season 30 onwards, Marge is probably drunk. Yeah, that's why she's so yellow. All yeah. the liver damage. <laughs> this should be the wasted land. Hey. Uh, it really I, should be. I've, I've been drinking too. So. Yeah, I need to crack open a bottle of wine myself. But yeah, and also the emotional call with Lisa on the rooftop. That was so nothing. And Homer's I speech. I was so close to being something. And Homer's speech at the end was like just plot functioning. The thing is, he's been such a dick the whole episode. It's so yeah. shallow and it's so see through. And especially that... the point where Homer takes over Bart's lie. Yeah. It's like, it's not really Bart's fault anymore. Yeah. Once the adult takes over and he knows full well, it's not that he's profiteering off Bart's lie like he might have done yeah. in any other episode. Just to go back a second as well. There's no confirmation that Homer knows that Bart is lying. Because he says in his head, come up with a conceivable lie to get us out of this one or whatever. Yeah. But then Bart just starts yeah. talking. There's yeah, no reason true. why for Homer to say, oh, yeah, good, you read my thoughts. Like, he just goes with it. Well, he knows you can read my thoughts, boy. That's true. Yeah, it's an absence of heart, this one. But ultimately, did this feel no, no. like an episode of The Simpsons? This was like someone put an episode of The Simpsons in a blender and then loaded that into a shotgun and shot me with disappointment. <laughs> it just shits on a lot of canon. It shits on a lot of the characterization and... 
that first act was so all over the place, and I've, I don't think I've ever seen an episode like we've no. seen ones where it's yeah, it's got ADHD, fire. right? But this one, was, but this went into a new dimension. Yeah, this in was terms ADHD just that was also incredibly disjointed, and so many things are just like, wait, what? It was like the thing is like every ah. fifteen seconds they'd cut five seconds out. Yeah, just because yeah. you don't know how these scenes are supposed to be joined. It was yeah. just so yeah. The pacing of the show is all off, and like we've already mentioned a bunch of character moments that are broken, like Marge and Bart and. And Grandpa Bouvier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, that can be a new detail, whatever, but what function does it serve? Yeah, actually, Anal Corner. Anal Corner! He says, I wouldn't know. He was wearing a beekeeper outfit. Well, a beekeeper outfit would still cover his leg. Like, yeah. how does she know that it means and he's lying? And why is Bart not stupid enough to go, well, in heaven, he had all his fingers? Yeah, exactly. Just say he got it back. God. Yeah. Another Anal Corner that just says, Stu- oh, stupid oh. joke. Gotta <laughs> uh, narrow that down. Uh, I'm just, um, apparently, being Christian just makes you talk like that, like Flanders. Yep. They yeah. all diddly oodly, whatever. That, and there's a dumb as fuck bit where they're like, we want to turn this into a movie. Oh, look, a Flanders. Oh, do you want to write the movie? It's like, surely you already have people for this. Yeah. What was the idea behind this movie studio? Because they said, oh, it's tipped to rake in $100 million or something. And I'm guessing it still made a lot of money. What was yeah. the budget? Because the costumes mm-hmm. were dumb as yep. shit. Well, they spent it all on other Deschanel and Gal Gadot. Yeah. But why did they have like bald wigs with Simpson hair when they've got hair? Why did Gal Gadot have to wear like a bald wig with like weird Lisa hair on mm-hmm. it? Like why couldn't she have just styled her hair like Lisa? And why are any of these big-name A-list Hollywood actors doing a fucking Christian movie where they even made a point about how low-budget and shit they are at the start? They got dared to win a (laughs) Frankincense Oscar. See, that would have been been funny. Yeah. Gal Gadot gets a call from me. She's like, I'm not doing that. I dare you. Ah, Just for a continuation of the bit. No, totally. Are we done yet? I want to be done. Uh, Would you watch it again? Fuck no. BT, what would you change? Everything. <laughs> there is the seed of a decent idea in this. Bart refuses a dare and then gets shunned by the school for that. That is the only salvageable part. There is somewhere else entirely to go with this. Everything about this is so disjointed and confusing and bad and terrible and everything sucks. Jordan, what would you change? You know what? I would make an episode out of that first five, ten minutes. Just make it about the whole episode that Bart refused a dare and the repercussions of that. His friends won't talk to him anymore and he has to like change his ways and like Lisa feels guilty because his life is worse now. I think that'd be okay. And he actually did a thing where he didn't want to ruin her performance. Yeah. Yeah. But also because she's thankful for it. But she says, you know, I'm not going to yell at you because you didn't pull the fire alarm and you respected my performance. But I'm still going to be like a weird antagonistic bitch for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And just be really snide. It just Mm -hmm. didn't seem like Lisa at all. I know she gloats, but this was another level. Yeah. And look, I agree. I think the salvageable part of the episode is the dare thing. But, you know, just devil's avocado for a minute. I am interested in Homer and Flanders working on a Christian movie together. Yeah. Homer and Flanders working on the movie. That was probably the one part where I actually... Actually got an out loud laugh like yep. them like riding together and just yeah. staring off into space it's like all right we need to take a break <laughs> yeah they resume staring off into space yep. and then they call the punch-up meeting and bring in lenny and carl and barney and lenny's suggestion is how about they say that's what she said mm-hmm. yeah that was some good fucking classic yeah. writing I mean, jokes there. you've just pitched that's what she said 30 times yeah like, that's what she yeah and then after these scenes flanders gets dropped from the episode and this yep. sucks yeah. it absolutely sucks okay change it back to yeah have them work on, like, the book 
and then the book gets adopted, and that's his. Uh, then at least yeah. you get an escalation of Bart's lie. Yeah. Like, Bart lies, Flanders wants to write a book about it, Homer's like, you're not writing a book about my family without my involvement, you're going to make us look stupid, that's why he's involved. Then once the book does well, then you bring in the movie, that's like an escalation, because we get into the movie so goddamn fast. Also, they're getting a ton of royalties, and yep. they're getting all this stuff, and like people are like coming to Bart for like miracles and stuff like that yeah and he's like well well i don't want this kind of responsibility and wow well, this is ill-gotten gains and we yep. should stop this I no mean, it's just yeah. there's so many points that could be made out of this thing and they don't and it's annoying bt do you have any other notes uh, there's a shit part where one of the bullies yells, i dare you and we zoom all the way out to earth and it's like why again, why why oh we- and also and i've dared you and they saw it all we need is a notary 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 notary, notary. notary. Yeah. No, nah, I think I'm actually out now because it just, nah, nah. Jordan? Yeah, it was the worst opening credits. It's not the worst. There's been worse. But what they decided to do is like, hey, it's 30 years, so we're going to put like a one-second snippet of one episode from each season yeah. in the thing. Except they chose Fine like idea. some of the worst episodes. Yeah. Like some of them were unanimous failures yep. from what I can remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they even picked the President War Pearls at one point. It's like, fuck that episode. Yeah, there's better season 15 episodes, I'm sure. Yeah, like obviously they were going for iconic, like the Brick Like Me one and whatever. And mm-hmm. they had like Fruit Batman. I'm like, there's yep. got to be other more iconic episodes that you're going to pick if this one from. If only they could consult some kind of online spreadsheet that would tell them <laughs> the best episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Does such a thing exist? Oh. Yeah, it would so help that- if that spreadsheet was also a podcast (laughs) one of the bully goes no i didn't tell you i dared you no he didn't he didn't fucking say i dare you to pull the fire alarm don't go gaslighting bart you (laughs) dick uh the stupid obamacare joke for a couple of sign gags in like when they were doing their pitches for the movie like writing it there was one that said paintball in heaven and there was another one that said homer equals hugh jackman question mark (laughs) i will say um just quickly there was a sign gag i like that was uh Boy sees heaven, pinky swears it's real. Yeah. (laughs) Just speaking of sign gags, though, so when the movie producers come to the Simpsons' house, they, like, purposefully stack all their DVDs so the audience can see them and not know. Like, again, it's just such an inorganic way to have all these sign gags. I didn't read any of them. The only one I caught was Crazy Rich as Lance. Oh. Um, The guy who played Homer sounded like season one Homer, I really thought. Yeah, fully. He did that, like, Walter Matthau thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know why they ripped on things like DC or like Paul Thomas Anderson, a really respected filmmaker, when who is, they put out this shit. Who is Paul Thomas Anderson? Oh, Has he, he disbanded? PTA. <laughs> I don't know to hug you or punch you. <laughs> he made Magnolia, which, oh, right. which is really well regarded. Yeah. And then my last note is... At the end, where they have Springfield Film Commission, and they yeah. couldn't be bothered to spell commission correctly. Oh, really? It yeah. was spelled wrong? That's why I got you to go back five seconds, because I'm yeah. like, oh, they didn't even fucking spell it. Like, they didn't spell I, it Flim Springfield? No. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> it was commission 2M's 1S. Maybe they're like, oh, no, you get it, because Springfield Film Commission doesn't know how to spell its own name. No, no, you fucked up, and you couldn't even be bothered <laughs> to spell check your fucking episode. I hate it! <sighs> Time for my final notes. Do you get theme songs in the wasteland? Well, now it's time. Well, now it's time for his <laughs> final <laughs> notes. <laughs> Elliot's final notes. Um, Marge mentions that she's going to give Bart some smoochy poos. That's a very, very kinky thing. Do not look that up on uh, Pornhub. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You've got to go to a different site for that. So Pornhub even <laughs> has limits. Dark web, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bart's fantasy where Jesus is like, God is love. 
And then he carves love out of wood and then just bashes Bart with it. Like, yeah, why? beats the shit out of him. That's not a very Jesus thing to do. No. Dad raked the leaves today. That's the miracle. Mm, yeah. Fuck off. It's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode is just meh, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best of the very best, which we won't get in this episode, you give Cubic Zirconia. John's going to go first. He's going to show you how it's done. Oh, boy. This episode made me actively scowl in the middle of <laughs> yep. it it made me so angry and yep. tense and it makes me want to drink this episode <laughs> it's fucking stupid oh it's failure it's failure it's obviously failure i just god fucking damn it <laughs> how about you bt as i said in the beginning it made me want to start fires even that first opening scene i was like this is already terrible, and yeah. I'm stunned at how quickly we got there. Absolute failure for me. Elliot J. Neal, would you like to finish him? Let's kick it in the pit! <laughs> <laughs> you know, normally Wasteland, you know, like to go for the participant you know, the bland, the, the boring. Uh, it's nice to start out the Wasteland trek with a big firefight, you know? Yeah, yep. Burn down where you came from and head into the waste. <laughs> All right, well, that'll make this episode a unanimous failure. We are giving this one the index, index finger! finger! It'll be joining other episodes that we gave the index finger in the wasteland, like Papa Don't Leech from <laughs> the <laughs> Teenage Wasteland, The Return of Lillian Lumpkin. What yeah. do I hate more, this one or that one? They are very different types of hatred. Yeah. That's the kind of interesting thing. I think I had more fun hate with that one. Yeah, whereas this was just bewildering who thought, how did anyone think any of this was a good idea? Yeah. But that first scene in that one is just the topper of Bad Simpsons, like him just murdering his father in cold oh, blood. Oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a dream sequence, but <laughs> yeah. still, what the Fuck. <laughs> also, Homerland from season 25. Yep. Really yep. racist one. How I Wet Your Mother? No. No, that wasn't a unanimous failure. Wasn't it? Okay. It was just more confused. Just weird, but it wasn't terrible. And also, Last Traction Hero. <laughs> uh, where Homer uh, and his back and all that. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we did unanimous failure, How I Wet Your Mother. Yeah, that's what You're I right. thought, yeah. That was the Inception one, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just didn't make any sense whatsoever. And before we move on, is that reputation justified? Why there? Is that reputation justified? Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. <laughs> God damn, what does he want this time? He gave this episode <laughs> a B-, minus, which is like a bronze, bronze-ish episode. Dennis! He says... Bart's not dead aims for a more character-driven return. Sure, Bart, Homer, and Flanders wind up making a Christian-themed movie that winds up making $100 million, but the heart of the episode is, well, heart. Dennis. 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 Dennis, is everything okay at home? What kind of heart? <laughs> is everything too good at home? Some kind of scorpion heart. It's barely implied. And Jesse Shadeen of IGN. Shading. <laughs> it's the sound of like a katana yeah. slightly unsheathing yep. this is our katana because, because he gave this episode a 7.2 what oh, okay, we are the only people who watch these episodes <laughs> if Robert Canning of IGN is the feather touch Jesse Shadeen of IGN Shading. can be the feather sword <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense alright cool alright it's time we move on to our next journey in the season 30 oh, wasteland fuck. where and this episode's titled From Russia Without Love <laughs> I think we're going to go the most insane we've ever gone the earliest in a wasteland. No, right. Like, I feel like it's already happening. I'm cracking out the hard liquor from right now. Yeah. Like it's, what time is it? It's Quarter past three. Clock, it's drinking time. And we are back, and we just watched another episode. Well, let me start that again. Episode. We've traveled further in the wasteland. <laughs> 
and we are back and we just watched season 30 episode 6 <laughs> I'm choking on my own rage here <laughs> Season 30 episode 6 From Russia Without Love Directed by Matthew Nastuck <laughs> Written by Michael Ferris In this episode Bart orders Mo A Russian mail order bride <laughs> On the dark web Guys what do you think? I might be drunk <laughs> Me too <laughs> Look It was an improvement On the last episode yeah. But that isn't really Saying anything And it's not much Of an improvement yeah. So... Instead of molten shit It might just be regular shit I don't know So for better or worse Jordan what's a moment From this episode That stands out to you You know what It just tweaked to me What kind of fucking revenge Is Bart trying to pull I want to know What goes through Bart head Maybe <laughs> What goes through Bart head What Bart head <laughs> Does he eat pad <laughs> <laughs> Bart Samson <laughs> He's exactly like Bart It's just like Bart A pool lover 69 says Just like Bart They are the Bart men now Matt Caroni Simpsons creator It's episode 2 guys It's episode 2 of 7 um, Alright Bart's looking up all this stuff on the dark web Dark web Point of order, I don't think the Simpsons know how the dark web works. They well, definitely don't, yeah. because um, Herman's fucking computer is in a Faraday cage, but still connected to the internet, so that's not working. Yeah. Basically, Bart goes through the NETs, like, rocket launches and stuff, like, oh, what are we going to play a prank on him? And they order him a mail-order bride, but I don't understand how he thought, even from a child-like point of view, how that was revenge for him turning the tables on the phone prank. Yeah. You know what? This is one thing I'll give this episode credit for. I like that they... Because I know you said, what was it, like season seven or eight where they stopped doing the crank calls? Yeah, yeah, about that. And how Mo talks about like, yeah, yeah, you learn a few things over time or whatever. And he's talking about how he's like learned to recognize the crank call and like turn it back on the guy. And you know what? That was actually kind of nice mm. for Mo to have a win there. But... Because it was so obvious and lazy, obviously yeah. he's going to pick it. Yeah, it's no Myra butt reeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was at no point that he got, got by the mail order bride. He, he almost recognized the situation from what it is when she walked in. Even though he recognizes the situation, he also says, I just don't want to get my heart broken again. Yeah. So it could have been anyone. Yeah. It didn't have to be a mail order bride. It could have just been someone, any girl expressing any interest in him, and he would have refused. So it's not any kind of good revenge from Bart. Yeah. BT, well, for better or worse, what something stands out to you from this episode? Man, this whole thing, I was okay with being, yeah, I mean, it's meh, whatever. I could ignore it until that very ending wedding scene where just everything just smashes together and is terrible. And just, mm. I don't even know where to start on this motherfucker. I mean, what about DJ Kirk? Is a joke. Boom shackalack. DJ Kirk is a bit I should have liked. What's his introduction scene when they first see him? Like I like the he's idea. He's beatboxing. That, yeah, I like the idea that he's stooped to the level of DJ, the lowest form of music imaginable. <laughs> he's really to, cool though. But I like the idea. It's just the execution where it just focuses on him beatboxing for way too long. It should have been him in the background trying to be cool. Or like also, Duffman like, respects him in a weird way, so that yeah. makes him kind of elevated from the bottom of the cellar so yeah oh, it's just fucking duff man in this i'm going to a beer mitzvah they put the brew in hebrew it's like fuck off did you spend all day writing that pun? yes they did <laughs> but uh, this whole thing comes about because uh what's her name I anna anna is all like uh, oh why don't we mm. go ahead with this and mo's just like well a deal's a deal i suppose and it's like it plays this kind of heart music like this wasn't heart yeah he doesn't even really care she doesn't even really care. 
No one is invested in this. Well, that's the weird turn, right? Because she's dating Krusty. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I guess we'll give it a try or whatever with Mo. But then it turns out that she's like scamming him the whole time. So yeah, what's the point? Wouldn't she be aiming up to Krusty because yeah. he actually has money? Like, Why would she go, okay, for love, let's try again? Yeah, in all seriousness, no I really thought and hoped the way this would end is they do get married and she's just an ongoing character from here yeah, on out. Because why be not? It's been 30 fucking years. Give Mo a mail-order wife is just a thing and maybe that works out for them maybe it doesn't but and then just to have this whole everyone scamming everyone and ah oh, we're back to zeros it's like then what the fuck well, was the point really. well yeah because now apparently canon is that yeah she's willie's wife oh and let's not forget the way they find out she's scamming it is bart's like well i've been learning russian on the dark web it's like when and why and then he passes it to nelson who also knows russian and, and millhouse and then millhouse like what <laughs> Do they think the dark web is also Duolingo? Apparently, yeah. yes. Darkolingo. Also, shout out to all the Duolingo bird memes that are going around at the moment. I'm, I'm quite enjoying those. them. It's mm. basically that the Duolingo bird like murders you if you miss your lessons. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm glad I got out of that. Yeah, idea. there was even one with, I don't want to alarm you, but there might be a Duolingo bird or Duolingo birds in the house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, that whole fucking end wedding scene. Yeah, what a fucking mess. And just for the record, she was played by Ksenia Solo. She was a big player in Lost Girl. It's the one where she's like a succubus. I've never seen it. but Okay. And the other guest star in this episode was John Lovitz playing Hacky or Snitchy the Weasel. What? Yeah, that that crowbar that was like clippy. That somehow knows what the Simpsons house looks like and knows what Homer looks like and has already a pre-animation of it. Yep. Yep. Ah. That's how the dark web works. That's how God, the dark web works. as soon as that fucking crowbar came on the screen, the animated crowbar, I was like, <laughs> yeah, you why are, are you doing a fucking clippy you, parody? You were already yelling it was funny. Par- What's that from? Like Microsoft Office 98? Yeah. So when is that? <laughs> That's like 20 years ago, guys. It's our famous clippy is. Contemporized, man. <laughs> they don't know how the dark web works, and they were doing a throwback to when they did know how computers work. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, what's the moment of the story that stands out to me? Fucking hell. Herman's involvement in this episode. So first of all, the voice acting did not sound like Herman. It sounded like Skinner. And yeah, yeah, he was just up for a couple of bad arm jokes. And I did appreciate that kind of Arrested Development style. Like, oh, my arm fell off. I was actually... (laughs) And that's why you Uh, don't order on the dark web. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just one of these things where they're bringing back something from the past and not paying it off in a satisfying way or making tribute to Herman in a satisfying way because mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that he would be on the dark web. I even yep. picture like Herman as one of those old oh, white yeah. shards or whatever, but they just did nothing with him. And yep. yeah, Are they intimating that he's like getting surveilled, like wiretapped or something? Because he goes, oh, it wouldn't sell that to you. And then he holds up the sign that says, meet me well, in the basement. Well, he's into some pretty shady things, counterfeit oh, yeah. jeans yeah. and, you know, supplying vigilante groups. With water balloons. Potentially yep. raping Snake and Wiggum. I mean... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was in an episode we love. <laughs> when you think about that, it becomes horrifying. I mean, sure. when it's a Pulp Fiction parody, I think you can excuse it. But yeah. if Pulp Fiction didn't exist, that would be way creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the wacky things from this episode. What were some of the cartoony moments that stood out to you? A sign gag I hated was when they do this cut back from uh, ancient times to modern day. <sighs> and there's all these liquor signs and ones like Northern Discomfort. Get it? It's like Southern Comfort, but the opposite. Oh, I'm trying to push that. my microphone hey, into my hey, forehead right now. Mary, come look at my joke. I wrote it down. Oh my God, it's so good. It's going in the episode. The guys at work loved it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Northern Discomfort. I know. I know. You'll it's get the it. opposite. Oh, you get it? It's the opposite. <laughs> 
fuck. Yeah. And even know. before that, they do the whole Dawn of Man thing, which... Man, these things... Dawn of Beer. Yeah, just remind me of better Simpsons bits, like when they Mm. did that, like, 2001, where Homer leans against the tower thing. Yeah. But, yeah, this one, just Mo serving up Homer beer in the cave. Yeah. Yeah, which I all... Like, I've got a slightly slanted up arrow when I'm like... Yeah. When Homer drinks the first beer, he's like, yeah, suddenly life ain't so bad. Mm. Like, yeah, it's it's not bad. But also in a kind of a weird caveman-esque drawl, like, oh, I haven't two years old. Stupid Flanders and this. Yeah. Like early Homer, early man Homer Mm. was keeping it tight. Yeah. Uh, He looked good. That chest, you could cut onions on it. (laughs) Um, I just made that expression up. That's what people do with chests. I won't use it again. Um, (laughs) And I thought, like, wow, I'm way drunker than I thought I was because (laughs) that, like, saber toothed tiger just appeared out of nowhere. And I was like, whoa, what is going on with this animation? Who slipped me LSD? Oh, wait, no, this is the episode. (laughs) And then he. dissolves into yeah. him at the table like drunk and being like oh get it yeah and it just shat me oh <laughs> yeah really... that's right and that bit where they're discussing who to invite over for Thanksgiving and why wasn't there a Thanksgiving dinner why fucking mention yeah. if it's never going to come up again well we have to disappoint Mo in some respect and point out that he had a blow up woman that's that's lasted a year on their roof that's an yeah impo- point of order helium would yeah. I mean that's an amazingly sealed yeah. Whatever material they made out of it does not... 100% my luck. God, well, blow-up doll enthusiasts, please write in and tell me the benefits of using helium in your blow-up doll rather than just normal oxygen. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Well, oxygen gets you high, so every kiss is like a daydream. But and for helium? Makes you squeaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. You tell me. <laughs> You don't yeah. know what coming sounds like? <laughs> yeah, if you're a mouse, a cartoon mouse, like... <laughs> Thanks, Poodle! Wait! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? And again, I'm the drunk one. <laughs> Other cartoony moments. In the punishment where oh, yeah. Marge was punishing Bart to the tune of Folsom Prison, which sounded so like a crappy sound alike as well. Yeah. And Bart's done, like, what, two things on the dark web and already there's an interrogation scene with him and the parents? Like, what? Why? Yeah. Mm. I just want to say the animation of the chalk with the rain coming down and washing it away looked really good. And I liked the detail added to the scene of Marge coming in with the other torch and going... Here's this one. It's brighter. If you look closely, it was slightly brighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, another wacky bit was the selection of Maggie's pacifiers. Yeah. yeah with the, in which... the case. And the one that she selected was Mama's nipple. I don't like, I like the bit, yeah. but then I read the what it was called. Like, uh, now I'm awkward. I like, you know, the fancy selection of pacifiers. Sure. Yeah. But the Mama's nipple. Wait. Mm. So, because I'm assuming it was different flavors, but like, yeah. who had to sample Marge's tit? To get the flavour down It's a general that. mama's nipple. No, I don't not, know. Not strictly Marge's I don't know. nipple. She went straight for it. She it's knew. True. She knew. I mean, it's like new car. I'm sure like every new car actually smells different, but the, the general new car smell. All right, let's try it right now. Let's taste everyone's nipples in this room. But we're not all, all the same. Oh, it's true. Yeah, all right. I like you tried cracking that out now instead of later <laughs> on when we're drunker and more insane. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'll give anything a go once. Was it shaped like Marge's tit? You well, that's what the other thing I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Is this a shape thing or a flavor thing, yeah. you know? Well, because the other the only other one I saw was a flavor thing, so I assumed it was yeah. Marge's booby flavor, but I don't know. 
Oh, so it's not good. It raises a lot of questions. Well, obviously, we have to go I to really Twitter want answers to. and start tweeting the writer of this okay. episode. <laughs> Who was it again? Sorry, Michael Ferris. Not one okay. that's come up a lot. The other cartoony thing I want to mention is the post-credit sequence of Nelson finally reunited with his dad on Mars. Fuck it. Fuck yeah, it to and hell. It's not established this is a fantasy sequence or any kind of flash forward. This presumably happens like the same day. Yeah. So somehow Nelson has not only made it to Mars, yeah. but is the same age, so he's gone like light speed. <laughs> and there's also an actual Mars colony of which his deadbeat father is actually there. But just the whole bit of Oh, uh-huh, he's going out for space cigarettes and then he abandons him, you know, because that's what... He has another shuttle do. ready and waiting just in yeah. case yeah. this exact moment happens. Also, their colony is just the guys in spacesuits digging around, scratching in the dirt. That's what there's you no, do in space. There's no structures of any kind. Like, where are these guys living? I mean, I don't want to... Where's your Jordan potato farms? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you learn nothing from Matt Damon? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was just such a stupid tag on that dumb joke where... Nelson was like, see, he sent me this candy bar from space. Uh, that's a Mars bar. Ugh. Is that what Mars bar rappers look like in the US? No. I don't know. They're black and red. Also, musical moments is they used Gustav Holtz's The Planet's Mars uh. one for their bit on Mars. Oh, okay. Waste, if you ask me. <laughs> it's actually good movement of that. I don't know what you call it. Symphony? I don't know. Peace. Doesn't matter. Moving on. The heart. <laughs> So in an episode where Mo gets a new relationship, how was the heart in this episode? It should have been there. It wasn't. It, you know what? It was just, I didn't believe Mo that he wouldn't jump at any chance to have some woman who legally can't leave him. Or was improving his bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why does she? he send her away? Like, why? Yeah, there's no need. Especially when you're led to believe that she is not allowed to go anywhere else mm-hmm. and that she has to stay there why wouldn't he use that to his advantage he's always been a sleazy con artist so why well, even wouldn't if he's he... going with this i've been hurt kind of thing then mm. Mm, i guess maybe which also fuck that remembering all the hurt montage yeah with maya were... and yeah because that was kind of a sweet episode that kind of bungled its ending yeah and this like all it did was making a cheap short joke yep and then the girl in high school that like Stood Whatever. him up through the seasons. Oh, as soon as he was waiting outside that yeah. door and he was like, just give me a minute. I'm like, don't do the season changing. Oh, you fucking did the season changing joke. Indeed. How old is that? Stop it. Yeah. And like, then a reference back to Lainey Fontaine. Like, I mean, who- like, I appreciate his eye. Ah, and every time I put myself out there, I get hurt. So ah, I'm going to suspicious of you. I'm oh, ah. Yeah. It's so not his character at all to be. Well, I like that he wasn't predatory about it. Like, he could have been really creepy about this. Ah, oh, you have to stay with me. No, he was woke about it. Yeah, oh, by okay. his own words. But to be fair, he kind of was. No, yeah. no. Well, no, more look, so than he has been. Yeah. I look, white people stop having to say woke, like, unironically Still. or ironically. Like, it's not a funny thing to joke about. I, I think people saying they're woke is... A, a it's like saying you're a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, you don't need to say it. Just... Be, just be it. good. Just be good. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Just be, be good. a good be person. Well. <laughs> it's not that fucking hard, people. I know it's it is actually a little bit hard. It's hard. You struggle, but just get through it because be yeah. a good person. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> why am I in a soapbox right now? <laughs> I was wondering why you brought that in <laughs> yeah. here. But, uh... And look, the other heart thing that was just squandered and dropped was yeah, Bart's whole thing again, betraying Marge. Where first of all, I don't think Bart ever did anything 
that warranted any sort of punishment anyway. Like, he got mowed the mail order bride, which we were like, okay, that seems to benefit him. And then he ordered a, la- a birthing rat. So what? That was... Ah, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was just like... Where and that's how they to? figure out that he's been using the dark web. Where else do you get a birthing rat? And, yeah, he's gotten no comeuppance for, like, whoever's PayPal account he's been hacking for this. Like, yeah, there's been no negative effects to anyone at this point. <laughs> yeah, and it was just for this stupid fucking false prison montage, which, yeah, was just him writing the chalkboard. And then uh, it rains, and then Marge goes... Do it again! Yeah, and then he puts on a fresh diaper on Grandpa. Oh, God. that Yeah, that was a little bit... Yeah, I didn't need to see that. Nope. Yeah, I mean, considering the size of Bart and Grandpa, that would have... He had Grandpa's wrinkled old man junk right in his face. Imagine if he did a toozie, he, like the wiping well, he, involved. Well, he did, like, wrinkle his nose, so there was a smell. <laughs> we don't An know. Aroma. Yeah. We don't know uh, if that was just can, like old weed. Can but... <laughs> we not think about this? <laughs> of no, course. I put it in your head. <laughs> Let's and move now on. it's there forever. <laughs> Alcohol did... has scrubbed it. <laughs> but did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No. You know what? This is strange to say. It felt like a late teens episode of The Simpsons, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like it was a kind of a wacky concept that they're like, no, we're going to go all out. Mm. So in that respect, yes. But thinking about Teen Simpsons, no. Mm. So it's a double whammy. Yeah, I don't think there are any major character integrity breaks, but I think it was just a lot of poor motivation. Yeah, like, motivation. Hey. <laughs> Mo. But yes or no, would you watch... Mo. Oh, did you have anything to say about the integrity? No. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? No. You know what? I wouldn't actively avoid it. Like, I wouldn't go, fuck, don't watch that. But I'd just say, it's pretty shit. I wouldn't watch it. I'd be it. curious what I thought on a second viewing, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah. No, like, I'm curious to know if I'm missing something because, like, the last one, we could extrapolate even though we could tell there were plot beats missing. This one, like, I'm a bit more confused by it. Yeah, I kind of somehow missed the part where he told her to leave. My note's like, wait, what? When did he? Yeah, after they have, like, a really good night in the bar and she's put out all the flowers and stuff and put the bag on his head and they're doing good business and all of a sudden he's like, all right, fuck off. All right, yeah, that must be why I missed it. He was been... going to give her, like, one of the seven stacks of bills, and she's like, ah, oh, you know what? No, I can't do it. And then... Oh, I must have been writing down a note, and yeah, because think... the tone of that scene changed so rapidly, I didn't notice it. Jordan, what would you change about this episode? You know what? <laughs> yeah. They've what? done so many failed Mo ra- romances. Yep. Make it someone else. And like I was listening to whatever episode it was recently, where you said in the deleted scenes, Mr. Burns was supposed to get a mail yeah. on a bride. Yeah. yeah for Give it War to him. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see someone else get a mail or a bride because it, the justification of why Mo and why they were pranking in quotes, yeah. Mo, didn't really make sense. And I'm sick of Mo romance stories that end in failure. Mm-hmm. So I would just give it to someone else. I don't know who. Honestly, I don't know. It's a pretty boring concept in retrospect. Mm. And I'm not enthused about it really at all. <laughs> so maybe just dump it. Maybe just, oh, I know, cancel The Simpsons at season 29. <laughs> and then we don't need to ask this question at all. Bold. BT? I think let's just change the script on this one in the sense that this is the relationship that actually works out for Mo, that he's like, ah, oh, no, you only like me because you have to, and she does some things to so no, I actually am enjoying your company, even though it's a weird 
le- I don't know what the legal obligations for mail order bride are. But I whatever. don't think there is any legal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, think you can literally fucking... legally own someone. No, you can't own them, but they. Well, come the up... whole thing is it's because they're trying to get into the country yeah, and the green mail's card. the green card. Yeah. Yeah, under the understanding of, but I feel like there's something to extract from this. From that, it's been 30 years. Let's just have a different Mo story. Why not? I mean, we've done yeah. this with comic book guy with Apu, with you know other characters yeah. have gotten married. Why not? It feels like it's time to do something different with this. So that would be my main thing to change. And just the other things are just incidental stuff in passing. Like some characters don't quite gel with the scenes or their moments. But overall, yeah, that'd be the main thing I change. That would make it something to be ignored or tolerated because this the ending of this one is what pisses me off the most. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see Mo actually get got. Like, he thought this was a woman coming out of nowhere and, like, she was rushing into marriage or whatever, but, yeah, she's only doing it to get the green card so yeah, she can stay in the country. And have the bit where Bart's like, oh, I've really caused damage here. Yeah, and actually have him do at least another one thing on the dark web to warrant any sort of punishment. Because, yeah. okay, look, getting Mo a mail order bride, that's pretty awful. Like, that's worth punishment. But ordering himself some birthing rat, like... Yeah. yeah. That doesn't even evolve into anything. Nope. We don't even see like him putting the rats in the school or something fucking simple like that. It's just Homer discovers it, oh, all of a sudden you're, you've been on the dark web. And also learn what the fucking dark web is. <laughs> well, they yeah. don't have to do that as long as they can work around the myth. But yeah, like have Mo fall for this and it becomes kind of like a Bart the Lover kind of thing where yeah. he's yeah. inadvertently set this terrible thing up and, you know, we can we can join our ideas and then she can be like, no, I am mail order, but I am falling for you, Mo. Here's a th- new thing we're doing with season 30. For real. All right, Jordan, any other notes? I liked the sign gag of Mo had bottles of champagne in the background called Mo et Chandon. Oh, uh, yeah. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, one ghost in the bar does not equal many ghosts, Mo. Yeah, like, I did write only... down ghosts. If this is not a reference, then it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was meant to be Fats Domino and that yes. fucking thing dragged out. Yeah. Was that Kevin Michael Richardson for that? Sounded like KMR, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, You're on an initialized basis with him? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but he just, because like, Jordan's adding quarter. The fact that he said, my only friend is the ghost that I inherited with Bart. There was at least three ghosts. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Bart at one point says, like, oh, maybe it was a master hacker. And I'm like, you're not a master fucking hacker. You went on the dark web at Herman's insistence and mm. ordered a mail order bride in a pretty seemingly easy-to-use website. Yep, so, that had a helpful little icon. This is, like, up there with, like, Jurassic Park. Like, I'm a hacker. Like, you're not a fucking hacker. <laughs> it's a uh, Unix uh, uh, system. <laughs> you're not a hacker. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, I have a quote here. It was there Someone said Laser Wolf the Butcher. <laughs> I think someone said something the Butcher. It was during that shitty Fiddler on the Roof parody. Laser oh. Wolf. Home is all like, oh, she doesn't want to marry a butcher. She doesn't want to marry a thing. Oh. Laser Wolf. This whole fucking thing. This is one of the things where, like, classic Simpsons, they homage something in pop culture or whatever, and they do it in a way where you don't have to know the source material yep. and it's funny on its own. All this felt like to me, because I'm not familiar with Fiddler on the Roof, was them making references that you have to know it to get what the fuck they're on about. Yeah, because yep. Marge is, like, using, like, Yiddish words out of the blue, and you're like, oh, wait, what is this about again? And then suddenly Homer starts singing, and you're like, 
what the fuck, guys? Don't do this. Wait, Why do this? You, you didn't... Yeah, yeah, it's less Fiddler on the Murph and more Michael Ferris fiddling with himself. <laughs> hey, I said... <laughs> yeah, so I just said, stop this Fiddler on the Roof parody. Cool. Uh, the moose and squirrel bit. What did you guys think about that? Hated uh, it. Ruined yeah. it with a second bite. I like the line of, oh, I've, I've taken out the bins and done the tills and I also got rid of that moose and squirrel. That would have been fine to then cut to two characters going... Day, why are we doing squirrel? I don't know, man. Davey. Yep. To have <laughs> one of them literally go, duh. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, dumb. Such a fucking roundabout rice joke. Yeah. That Marge pulls out the rice, puts it in the garbage disposal, and is like, fills up the sink with water. It's like, I'll drop this in and there'll be no rice to save your phone. Like, one, Yeah. season 30. Most phones these days are IPv6 certified. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> IP freely six. Uh, but I like that as kind of an interrogation technique for Bart. Like, here's the fail safe and now, come on, spill yeah. the beans. But yeah. also, fuck everything about this bit. Yeah. You just took too long to get there. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Dan, uh, Dan C, Danny C, Castellana. Does He's like Danny Castellana. Does a weird running away voice joke. Yeah. However, instead yeah. of maybe him moving his voice away from I agree. the phone, he just did it in his voice, in his and throat. And they just faded it out. Yeah. I noticed that as well. And I'm like, why did you do that? Why can't you just move your head? Are you too much of a diva to even move your body in the recording booth? No, I stand still, you move the booth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another anal corner. Why, no, 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 no. why is Duffman's beer sloshing around constantly in the cans? Are the cans open? Is he walking around with open cans of beer strapped half to his cans. waist? Yeah, that's Very what it weird. sounded like, a half can, didn't it? I didn't understand that. Why the fuck, was it something like Millhouse being a ring bearer or something, or contract bearer was like, oh, I can tick that off the bucket list. Mm. Yeah, he was like, have the ring bearer bring the notary stamp, and he's like, no, he's the ring bearer. <laughs> Why does he have a notary stamp? Uh, why was Willie at the wedding? I don't understand. At the he, wedding with no idea what was going and on. And he's he comes out of the building like, oh, I can hear a Scottish accent. Is that... Are you from North Kilt Town? It doesn't matter. No way, I'm from North Kilt Town. BT, any other notes? I do kind of like Mo's line of, oh, so I'm not invited. This is how I find out. Face to face with a true friend with plenty of time to make yeah. new plans. <laughs> yeah, oh, that I was did, all right. That's pretty good. I do like the rats in Mo's bar all doing just various jobs. Mm. Although the one jumping in and out of Barney's mouth, I could have done without. Yeah, that was a bit gross. Pairing the, the vinyl yeah, was, was, was pretty nice. Time for my final nuts. There was a joke that BT laughed at and I kind of laughed at with the love tester where Mo like got the mid rank and was like, oh my God, I'm falling for her. And then it landed on cold fish and that's what I'm having for dinner. Yeah, is that the one I turned to you and I'm like, don't yeah. laugh, don't you, give you, it. You <laughs> tried to tell me how to feel. I just went, don't make it feel like it's doing something good, you know? No, no, it was, it was, don't encourage it, Beach. It was the shiniest part of this episode. Okay. Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> and before the extended Fiddler on the Roof bit, there was an extended bit with Marge trying to have the family guess what oil she used in the... Oh, what the fuck was oh, that? that took it just on. took so, so long. long and wasn't it worth was the payoff. vegetable oil. Great. Thanks, Mum. Thanks for the non-joke there. Fuck. Mo said that his bar started out as an eight-story hotel and... Which, what? Yeah, no. Are you saying you're such a failure of a bar, the building shrank? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, maybe Mo's bar is actually the eighth floor and the whole thing is sunk down into the ground. So there's actually seven basement levels. Where the sewer mutants are. Yeah. That's where he hides his, like, whale and all the other (laughs) stuff he's had, like, in Shady going on in the back room. Oh, most Shady businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. It's time to rank this thing. BT, your turn first. Fell. And why? Look, this was participant and just ignorable for most of it up until right up until that ending where just nothing fit together and it all just 
So, man, I could have given this participant, but it just annoyed me so much with its ending that just did nothing, had nothing to say, and didn't give a shit. And it's like, neither do I, so fuck you in the pit. You took the words and farts and profanities right <laughs> out of my mouth. I'm failing it for those exact reasons, Jordan. <laughs> so that's beautiful, man. <laughs> we watched the episode. We had yep. like a break. We went and ate pizza. By that stage... I was like, I'm going to struggle in this yeah, episode. Yeah, you were talking about how you were not going to remember I couldn't anything. remember what was going on. To be fair, <laughs> most of this will be gone by tomorrow. Yeah. Or the end of the day. So, for me, usually that is a participant. Yep. To steal a Mitch Hedberg joke, it was like pancakes. It was all exciting at first, and <laughs> then it got, you got fucking sick of them. Um, <laughs> I think it's just a participant for me. Yep. I can't justify giving it failure because I've forgotten what I hated about it. Yep, fair. And in a way, that's like more of an insult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's that it's whole so thing banal. where the, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. Yeah. So. All right, well, averaging out, this will be a shiny failure. This will be joining other such shiny failures as the 10% solution. That's the Joan Rivers one where yep. Joan Rivers is crusty yep, manager. Yep, yep. Oh, the fight before Christmas. The, oh. the cubic failure. Oh, that was the one. Sorry. Oh, wow. That was peaking. <laughs> Sorry. In the last episode, yeah. I was trying to think, what was the other things that they used as the pinnacle of that season yeah. in the, in yeah, the opening and credits? They the and they showed Perry. Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah. Live action Katy Perry. Katy Perry wearing <laughs> a Simpsons dress. With all live their faces. Action, Simpsons puppets. I mean, they didn't show Mo. Like licking a clit. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. And the bonfire of the manatees, which I don't oh, think was Alec part Bald of the one. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it was part of the wasteland, but it may no. as well have been. It was bad, though. It was. All right. And before we move on, is that reputation justified? I've already done the theme music once. Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Ooh. Dennis, the wild card. He gave the episode a C. That's pretty much where we went. Nice. Well, way to agree with us, Perkins. He said, There's just too little investment in the script in either the emotional side of most dilemma or the potential dark comedy inherent with the whole mail order plot. Here, from Russia Without Loves, tries to go too light and dark at once and can't manage either. I mean, accurate. Yeah, you know what? That's a plot from the 90s. I just can't believe they're still doing it. And I agree with Lisa. They still do mail-order brides now, except yeah. I'm thinking of the plot variation <laughs> as opposed to an actual physical thing, which I'm sure they still do, which is very sad and very upsetting, and I wish that the world was just a better place. Don't we all? <laughs> all right, it's time to move on, and we're going to review an episode called Krusty the Clown. Oh, is that simple? That's, uh, is it clown spelled with a K? No, nope. spelled, spelled as they're always spelled, but... Without giving too much away, this episode kind of goes after us. Oh, no. We'll be back. Wait, it comes after podcasters? No, it comes after BT we'll Callaway specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a podcaster or podcasters in the house. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. And we are back and we just watched Season 30, Episode 8, Krusty the Clown. First released in November of 2018, it was directed by Matthew Fawn and written by Ryan Coe. In this episode, Homer becomes a TV recapper and that annoys Krusty to the point that he wants to kill him and then running from the law, Krusty joins an actual circus. Hey guys, what do we think? Finally, something that's just, that's just boring. <laughs> yeah. Ask me to quote any part of that episode. Jordan, right now. Quote any part of that episode. I right fucking now. can't. I can't, <laughs> Elliot. It's impossible for me to do that because I've already forgotten it. any of the episodes, C minus. <laughs> <laughs> I have the least amounts of notes on this one so far. Well, let's see how much we can milk this cow. BT, what stands out to you from this episode? This soggy cow. Hell, take soggy. It feels like it's going after the AV club. 
Yeah, for real. <laughs> because they're all like uh, ABC ranks. and that. To be fair, maybe there's plenty of reviewers that do this, but the AV Club is the one we're aware of. And I can't say it's going after us because it's not using a metal ranking system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's also going after BuzzFeed. Yeah. 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 Um, just, well, just clickbait shit any in Any clickbait, general. which BuzzFeed is a major contributor of. Uh, for sure. But to... I mean, even then, it's five years behind the mark here. Yeah. So, yeah. But I was sort of excited when I found this episode, like, oh, Homer becomes a TV recapper. They're going to, like, go after us and all the other fucking 20 Simpsons podcasts there are. <laughs> but, yeah, they really didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I really wanted them to be indignant and be like, you sit there and you criticize and you... you but you put... never create. Yeah. You risk nothing. You All you do is just sniper them afar, but you've yeah. never done anything with your life. But they didn't. They were no, just like... like mm. There was Homer sort of using the wanky, pretentious language that we often, you know, get into. Character motivations and half-hearted plot structure and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is ironic considering... Simpsons obviously doesn't give a shit about any of those things anymore. But yeah, it just didn't feel like they were making a greater point or where they stand in comparison to reviewers or anything. Yeah, it felt like clickbait. Wah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the extent of their knowledge. So the point that I don't have a major thing that stood out to me in this entire episode. I'm just looking through my notes. The biggest point I have is hippo juice. <laughs> what is? And then hippo pipe. I mean, that was also a thing. It's purple. I'll give it the credit that they draw attention to it like very predominantly once and then never really call it by name again. I'm going to guess. So. Hippo it... juice. I'm going to guess that hippo juice is lean. By that, I mean like purple drank. Uh-huh. Um, oh, right. Like scissor up or something? Yeah, basically. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? What stands out to you from this episode? Oh, God, nothing. It all, <laughs> it's like a Actually, war. Oh, wait, wait, I found a bit I really liked. Lisa's getting him to watch and review shows. He's like, get paid to think about watch TV and write reviews. He just has a thought bubble of himself at this moment. Yeah. And that was the best joke of the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. It looks exactly the same when it's outlining, like, it's yeah. perfect. It's what he's always wanted. We know that, and I like that. Mm. Anyway, Jordan, over to you. I'm going to go with the fucking song. Um, yeah. oh. I just wrote, just do the fucking song already! <laughs> because they had the warm-up and, like, the intro, the bum, yeah. bum, 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 Just, bum, just start singing, bum, because bum, I want it to be over as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, so um, once again, Phil, where are you? You would hate this. <laughs> it just, the lyrics went funny. It was slow. I think if you're going to do a parody song in The Simpsons in season 30, you've got to make it like that bit in Rap God from Eminem. <laughs> you've just got to make it like really quick. Quick fire. Quick as possible. Actually, can. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. yeah. Just like get the lyrics out there. Get the jokes out there because we already know it's not going to be funny. But if you get it over really quickly, mm-hmm. then we can move on to the rest so of the that clip m- of the mediocre egg episode. Doing that. Yeah, wrapping <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Please That's include cool. the wrapping eggs link in the description. <laughs> yes. Because okay. including the audio is just the yeah. Eminem yeah. song. You, you need the visual of the yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, in this song as well, this reminds me about something that's really bugging me about at least the last two seasons of The Simpsons that we've watched is in the early days, they fired one of their directors, animators, whatever, because he was making the characters too rubbery. They mm-hmm. were like animated in like this Disney style, yeah. which we kind of saw in the Surfsons yeah, as well. Yeah. And we saw in this circus bit where... Yeah, the animals were singing backups to him, which, I mean, whatever. Oh, I, don't... I forgot that even happened. But, like, they were doing it in such a Disney way, it was just felt like a departure from The Simpsons, and not in, like, a obvious stylistic parody either, like mm. they were doing a Dumbo it's reference when they, or something. Yeah, when they integrate these off-model animations in with the main thing, it's really yeah. jarring. I wonder if this is when they were, like, Fox was courting Disney. 
to oh, buy yeah. them. <laughs> like, this was like hey, a response. Hey, hey, we can do animated singing animals too. Yep. To be fair, I do like the bit at the end where they're packing up the circus, so they unzip the line. It's just a yeah. bunch of dogs. Yeah, two dogs. <laughs> Which also looked like that police dog German Shepherd, but... Shepard. Shepard. Shepard in Welcome the Cave Springfield. Welcome to the Shepard cast. <laughs> yeah. I like we... when you get drunk and just start, not incorrectly pronouncing, just overpronouncing. Uh, it's because I'm forming proto-English, uh, <laughs> which is a new language, which will, you will hear about in years to come. Yeah, it's new speak. <laughs> and what stood out to me, yeah, look, just for lack of something better to say, just the whole Soggy the Clown thing, which I actually think is a pretty good story thing for Krusty to chase after is mm-hmm. that he can't be on TV for X reasons so yeah. he's going to be a legitimate circus Back to clown. the roots of clowning, yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know, I just don't feel like this story was really propelled by much. There wasn't no. much of a threat of him being found out by the other clowns. And we should have gotten more when he joins the circus. Instead it just feels like it plateaus. Yeah. I mean, there's a montage where he's crap and then he Im- he gets fired and then he improves. So, like, there's sort of the makings of the right story mm. happening here, but it just, yeah, the material just sort of feels flat. Too little, too late, yeah. I don't understand why he goes up to the front gate of that circus with no extra no. makeup or anything on Nothing, and just yeah. nobody recognizes him. Yeah, yeah. I they find all that hate him. Very weird. To believe. But at the end, when he takes off the wig and nose, like, wait a second, that is crusty. It's like, yeah, this is what he first looked like. Uh, the other thing that bugged me was that, yeah, he got the money from the reward of turning himself in. Like, it's established. Krusty's rich. Yeah, he like, could have done it himself. That's what I thought he I was I guess he couldn't, do. like, access any of his... I, I chose to believe, even though they gave me no indication that this was mm. the case, that all his bank accounts were frozen and everything because yeah. he was a wanted fugitive. But Maybe. really, also, when did they start printing out like wanted posters like they do in the old west or yeah. whatever? And yeah, usually matter. it's a BuzzFeed article. Nine uh, celebrities that are on the run that you need to get arrested yeah. right now. Number seven will shock, shock you. Because yeah. <laughs> he literally uses tasers. I was about to follow it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I was not going to. You did anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, those things. Yeah, like what you're saying, Jordan, this is information that we can sort of extrapolate and probably guess, but feed it to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this episode feels bare and that there's no uh, stakes in it. To yeah. quote Tom Haverford, drizzle it on for me, I ain't your maid. <laughs> Sorry, I, when you said feed it to us, I'm like, yeah, don't make us eat shit, at least feed us shit. <laughs> 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 A spoonful of sugar helps the shit go down, yeah, Simpsons. Exactly. And the other thing is... But being on the run from the circus should have been a plot point as well. Because mm. we get the vibe from this that he's, like, with Krusty 24-7 now. Like, there should be an extra amount of tension that he's run away and to join the circus. And, like, also yeah. his de facto manager somehow. Because yeah. he knows all about these, like, deals that he can do. And it's very weird. Mm. Yeah. There could have been a lot more done. So, how about some of the wacky moments of this episode? What's oh. some cartoony things that... boy. Uh, lots. One thing I will give them credit for, I was like, is Krusty driving an electric car? And then they talk about how it's a Tesla or something yeah. and how they, he's going to murder someone in a Tesla. for Tesla yeah. <laughs> saying how good of a murder car it is. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? They were saying that like when electric cars become the future, they were saying that they were going to need to make them make sound. Make them noisier. Because like for blind people crossing the road. Yeah, dude. Like I drive a Prius and it doesn't. Uh, I'm sorry. You need to pronounce it. I drive a Prius. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I drive a Prius. There we go. And, Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, doing my part. I'm just trying to help the environment. Okay. There we go. 
<laughs> but no, seriously, like when I'm driving around car parks, mm. people like frequently walk out in front of me and I have to be extra careful. Like because they just don't hear me coming and they rely on that sense. Like, They're not yeah. ready for the future, so they deserve to die <laughs> if pre aside. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> I kind of like Homer and Krusty in that moment, though, of both getting distracted by the booby lady yeah. on the distracted yep. driving poster. Yeah, I did. Quite Although like Krusty that. does drive into Homer's car, but neither of their cars sustain any damage or dents. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's just an anal corner for you. That's an anal I'm trying to retroactively insert anal corners so we don't yell at Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a, what that felt like. There is a sign at the clown school, at the circus, yeah. that says, Clowns Wanted. They have like 50 fucking clowns. They do not need any more clowns. And they listed them all out for us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, that went on. Yeah, really um, they listed three, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to write any of these names down. No, when they got to like, oh, Mrs. Whatever, and the Booby Brothers, or yeah. like, stop, 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 stop. Yep. When Krusty does his initial like, I'm drunk and I'm to do the highway act, mm-hmm. and then like, I'm gonna jump into the seal's nose, and then onto the yeah. the weird, yeah. and it's like, how many acts are going on at once? No wonder your circus is going out of business. Like, someone would need to have ten sets of eyes to watch yep. all the acts you're going on at pace once. This shit, Stretch man. it out, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because especially like the tightrope walker, that's like you're drumming and you're building the audience. Especially with no net. Yeah. Yeah. And also that means everyone's eyes are drawn upwards. And so they're not watching any of the stuff that's going on on the floor. Yeah. Fink, Dingling Brothers, which is obviously a parody of the Ringling Brothers. But anyway. Not bad, not bad. There was a clown at the very end that I think Lenny has a side gig as a clown because it looked exactly like Lenny. Like the secret life of Lenny. That's <laughs> yeah. fun. Don't tell anyone how I live as a clown <laughs> on the side. But for an episode with a lot of circus stuff, there's probably more wackiness to get into, but how about the heart of the episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? I did have one heart note here. Krusty trying to integrate with all of the other circus clowns mm-hmm. and that one was like, you know, those TV clowns, Krusty especially. And Krusty says, quite poignantly, Oh, in a way, I've hated him all my life. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Krusty. You know, in a better episode, that would almost have some heart. But yeah. in this one, I just kind of feel it's very cheap and tacky. Yeah. Just tacking that old now. Yeah, I didn't really care. Well, I wish there was sort of more of the clowning characters sort of making a thing about how much they don't like Krusty and Krusty really being nervous about having to keep his identity secret. Yeah, Yeah, it got into why they don't like him. Yeah. Like a real kind of like clown hipster elitism thing, (laughs) like gatekeeping thing about this is real clowning. Those TV clowns, they're just selling out, man. Like introduce a cartoon and everyone laughs. laughs. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a great point that Krusty doesn't really do anything. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he used to take a pint of the face like a champ. But yeah. Now, <laughs> but then when someone threw a briefcase at him in the corner, got him in the right eye, and then after that, he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. He used to be a clown like you till he took a corner in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a dated reference. Actually, no. Skyrim keeps is going to be released for the next five Skyrim years. Skyrim was released so. for Switch last year. Come yeah, on. it's going to come out for they DS. Just this released year. something called Blades or something, didn't they? Yeah, it was an online mobile, mobile game, thing. and it's tank. Can't wait for Diablo Eternal! (laughs) Oh, yeah. So with the emotional core as well, there's like a little bit hit on Marge and Homer losing a bit of their relationship because Homer's so obsessed with TV lately, Mm. which... Wasn't enough. It was one preamble, yeah. Yeah, he's had a lot of jobs. Why is this one interfering with his uh, lovemaking? 
And the thing that I don't like about this is the reveal from the TV CEO that, like, no TV is real. It sort of deeply contradicts the fact that Homer's been watching a shitload of TV. Yeah. Yeah. But that was on a network that Though, existed. I will say, I do like one of those shows they list is Suits, and I've never seen it either. I just know it exists. Oh. <laughs> it's Meghan Markle, right? Harry's fucking squeeze? I don't know. What? Prince Harry, yeah. No. He married... Is she on it? Yeah, she was. Really? Was she? What? Yeah. Are you oh. certain? Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> there were two other shows that I liked. There was a shout out to one, Squidbillies, which... <laughs> that exists? That's a real show. And Hillbillies of the Ocean? Is, it's like they're squid, but they're hillbillies. So they have trucker caps and they live in the South and they have Southern accents. I've got mm-hmm. two words that'll help explain this show. Adult Swim. Yeah, it's oh, adult, right. oh yeah, it's like C, have you watched C Lab or any of that? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah or Aquatine Hunger Force. It's that. Uh, okay. So ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Um, mm. Elements, the plot, I say yes. The actual beat to beats. Uh, I was thinking about Krusty running away and mm. living another life. Yeah, which has been done, and yeah, this is a new version of that. Sure. Yeah, What's he's his... done his Bill Hicks one where he's tried to go like legit comedian. He's gone Rory B. Bellows. Yeah, Rory, that's the one I was thinking of, yeah. And, and I said it before, I like this as a thing where he's trying to get to his mm. clowning roots. Yeah. Instead, he ends up rooting a bearded lady. Good on him. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the whole... Uh, the reveal. The, the librarian twist of take off the glasses and let the beer down and yeah, yeah. down. <laughs> that's a good take on that bit. I did think it was very on point for Homer to be the recapper, though. Yeah, yeah for sure. For him to... It is a burn on all recappers. But it's also to... like Lisa's doom is Homer's dream. And yeah. I like that as an angle. Well, yeah, I mean, that he'd be good at it. It's what he's doing anyway. He's mm-hmm. just assigning letter values. And I like some of them. It's like Game of Thrones. I have no idea who anyone is. A plus. <laughs> Stranger Things. Spielberg's best. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? Nah. Uh, airplane, maybe? Maybe. BT, what would you change? I've got so little opinions on this. Uh, I'd chase the origin of Hippo Juice. No, that'd be terrible. Just expand everything, I suppose. Expand Krusty's mm. bit, expand Homer's bit. They could have possibly be A-plots on their own if you just did more with them, but what's there isn't bad. It's just a bit flat and, you know, how about try giving a shit about anything? <laughs> I guess. Give shit. Give shit. Jordan, what <laughs> would you change? Eat pants. Eat pants, give shit. <laughs> make Bart running away with Krusty mean something, maybe, mm. or make the manhunt for Krusty more apparent i'm just throwing yeah. shit out wheels here. are spinning honestly right i it was too boring the vehicle has become bogged in the sand of the wastelands we're also, just spinning our wheels that's right my brain yeah. at the same time yeah. i am slowly sinking into quitsand here elliot <laughs> i like it was quitsand, quitsand. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets him my head i'll quit i am i quit um i'm i'm shooting blanks i mean not in a literal sense, <laughs> ladies. That's or still men. not literal. Or men, whatever. <laughs> so you want people out there to know there are literal bullets in your literal gun. I'm just saying, you said that wasn't metaphor. Bean bag round. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. What? I can't what tell if you're digging up or down. What are we doing here? Please. Wasteland Madness has finally taken them after three episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is like a normal episode's <laughs> worth that we've done, and we've still got like another half and change yeah, left. By now, usually we're like, oh man, how good was that? I'm so happy it reminded me of my yeah. childhood. And, and we're still in season 30. <laughs> no reprieve. <laughs> ah! 
All right. Onward. Yeah, Luke, as for what I'd change, I agree with BT's point of give oh, shit. <laughs> and <laughs> bad give shit. <laughs> like, Homer becoming a TV recapper. That's a thing that didn't feel explored enough. Krusty running away to circus, mm-hmm. and especially, yeah, like you were saying, Jordan. And he oh. wasn't Nelly the elephant, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Did not pack Trump, his trunk. Trump, Trump, did it. <laughs> <laughs> and like Bart running away should have been some cause of concern for his parents. <laughs> like I'm just saying, and that would have added an extra sense of drama to the Krusty storyline because then he would have gotten found out if Bart got found as well. And if it was a touring circus, you could have tied into them running away Traveling from around. the lot. Exactly. And my other point where you could expand the episode or spin it off, make it into its own episode, is, yeah, Lisa's school paper becoming this buzzfeedy fucking listicle oh, that was... sort of thing. That mm. Could have been more than just a fucking opening joke and an excuse to have Billy Eichner do a Billy Eichner rant. Yeah. Another, I mean, not that we're, I don't think any of us are going to watch it again, but this is another playlist of the adults doing an adult for a kid voice. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't work. It sounds weird. It's Stop just it. Billy Eichner. It's hard for me to pretend it's anything else. And I mean, I, I don't mind Billy Eichner. I Neither. Mean, I didn't really like him on Parks and Rec. He was a bit annoying there. But like his Billy on the street stuff be a little bit was annoying, like, so. yeah. Okay, I will say actually for Parks and Rec, that was the same thing here. They yeah. saw Billy Eichner. They're like, he's funny. Let's bring him into this thing. But he doesn't work in this thing. No. He's constrained. I think... His works when it's this chaotic element to his whole work. Right? Let him think, off the leash. Is what you're yeah, saying. basically, it didn't work. It was too pent up. Yeah. Mm. And the other guest star was Peter Serafinowicz, who played oh. the CEO of the yeah, TV that was company. A weird turn at the end of the episode. Also, why why is he revealing the whole plot to Homer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that he thinks he's such a small fish that no one's going to believe him anyway. I guess, but at least say that. Why yeah. are you telling me all this? Eh, no one's going to believe you, and I like bragging. Like soaking him in rum. <laughs> no rum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We need TV recappers to perpetuate the myth that these shows exist. So, Homer, we need you to do this. Watch TV shows that you have actually seen because TV shows doesn't exist. It doesn't make no. fucking sense. As Mr. Cheney once said, the plot makes no sense. Tell tell the the people. people. If Chewbacca is from Andor... (laughs) He's from Kashyyyk. He lives on Andor. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That does not make sense. Hey, you need to use that screen grab, the one where he shows the TV and then the three TVs and then the big mega TV with all the TV shows that are apparently fake. One was American Dad, so I thought that was Arrow, and I'm like, I know. All the ones on the TV screens were real because they did, like, they put it up on Twitter and was like, hey, take yourself if you're at this show. Uh. But yeah, there were a bunch of fake ones mixed in with the, like, teleprompter thing. Oh, right. BT, any other notes? When Krusty tried to murder him, he's like, ah, oh, I bet you wish it was season four again. Uh, actually, Simpsons season six, I think, is our best rated season yes, so far. so far. So, uh, um, according to your critics, you should be uh, season six again. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, but what was the Krusty the Clown show seasons like? <sighs> How about Shut Up, Oh, that would be an index season. within the index, just rating the Krusty the Clown show within the Simpsons. Rating yeah. is by season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I do like when the limo pulls up, it's just, to the homer, get in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that is all my notes. Jordan. There was an e- the joke when the paramedics there and Bart somehow arrives at the scene of the car crash. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, I started writing, why the fuck would Bart care? Oh, because he rushed it to Krusty's side, not Homer's. Mm. Yeah, because he cares more about now Krusty than his own father. Really telegraphed. Again, it would make sense if Marge was there and she arrived on the scene and then Bart then took the opportunity to run away and then you could have that moment for them to realize that he's gone and had the fucking drama that this episode needed. <sighs> Sorry. Um, oh, what nail? There was a. Oh, oh shit. Did you just 
punch your fist into that? <laughs> a little. It's a padded wall. It's fine. Are you bleeding? No. Good. I did like that head kind of New Yorker clown. I had a line of like, oh, you TV clowns riding four to a car. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> Homer and Marge's the third drawer of the nightstand. I want to know what is in there. They alluded to that, but didn't say too much. Yeah. it's Oh, he's like, oh, the anniversary drawer. I'm mm. guessing there is definitely some kind of like mouth gag <laughs> dildo and like you know some rope to do some shibari and all kinds of cool <laughs> stuff Shibobo? what shibari it's like japanese rope tying okay um is that what that is all right you see that meme of like the dog on a porn set it's kind of like looking like confused because <laughs> this woman is like getting like kind of tied up with rope and you like when they break out the leash and you don't think suddenly you're going for a walk <laughs> uh julie's voice after we commented it on it and yeah Episode one, it is real rough. So maybe she was good after a holiday, but two Mm -hmm. episodes is all it took (laughs) for it to be back to just awful, awful, awful. And the Ralph joke at the end was like, oh, of course, you go from the second dumbest person in the Simpsons to go recapping to be the dumbest person on the Simpsons. Get it? Ralph thinks it's good. And look, if the comment on it is TV recappers are dumb, it's like, yeah, nice stab. Like I'm saying, I wish this episode kind of went harder on. Yeah. yeah. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Or actually had fucking something to say. Yeah. It's easy to criticize and fun too. <laughs> <laughs> Time for my final notes. I like Marge's line as well. Huh. I've often wondered if I had the wrong opinion about something I'd just seen. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Oh, my only other note was I really do want to read the article about nine reasons you've been doing scrambled eggs wrong. <laughs> I've heard a lot of them. I saw... Could be lighter and fluffier. Mm-hmm. I saw a Gordon Ramsay episode where it was kind of like you put the milk in first and then crack the eggs into it as you're warming it up. Right. Um, uh, more swearing if it's going to be Gordon Ramsay. It is a tweet the other day that was like, can't imagine how nervous Gordon Ramsay's wife must be before <laughs> he eats her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you. Good fucking food. <laughs> Time to rank this thing. Oh, it's my turn to go first. Look, I'm giving it a participant. This is primo wasteland material, to be honest. It's just, mm-hmm. it's poorly motivated. It's kind of a plateau. I'm surprised that we got this much material out of it, honestly. Primo and plateau? I am going insane. I swear to God. Like, I am. You've lost it already. I don't man. understand. Are these real words? <laughs> and Primo Jordan, plateau. What, what do you reckon, Jordan? <clears throat> I think I'm at a participant too. I didn't care anymore. Halfway through the episode, <laughs> I was like, I've checked out. This isn't mm. funny mm. and I'm sick of it. But it wasn't enough for me to really hate. And that's what I really missed about this first episode that we watched because I was real angry. Yeah. Real. It's, really, it's always fun to be gloves off, yeah. knives out. Angry up the blood. And now I'm just kind of... Mm. Now yeah. it's quarter to seven, and oh fuck, don't still give got a shit. Four more. Oh, we can do it. <clears throat> BT, what do you reckon? Yeah, unanimous participant. I have mostly forgotten this episode. I didn't really care about it all that much during the watching. I have the least amount to say on this episode of anything we've done so far. It's just eh, whatever. I'm done caring about it in any capacity. All right, and this will be a unanimous participant. This will be joining other participants like we did in Teenage Wasteland, The President Wore Pearls. Uh, That's a shame. And we talked about that earlier tonight as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the Avita parody and Prankster Rap where Bart goes on tour with 50 Cent and the like. And Thursday the 22nd or whatever it was. (laughs) Yep, yep. Alcatraz and the Glock pointers. (laughs) And then from the HD Wasteland was Pulpit Friction. 
friction. That's a laving the reverend or whatever. No, not the reverend. Yeah, the yeah, deacon. Oh, the deacon. deacon yes, yeah. right. And Father Knows Worst, which I think we wanted to like more than, but it was bad. The helicopter parenting oh, one. Uh, yeah. 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 Ah, it's a shame. And before we move on to the last episode of the evening, is that reputation justified? I believe we've already done the same song, you only pay for one. So Tony Sokol of Den of Geek. Now, I don't often pull up his reviews because mm. he is way more of a feather touch than Robert Canning. What? How is that even possible? He gives glowing reviews to bad episodes to the point that I don't bring them up because I'm afraid of what we'll say about him. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the Lady Gaga episode should be on a fucking Emmy. <laughs> He's the one who's voting in the Writers Guild of America. Yeah, it seems like that's the case. He gave Krusty the Clown 4.5 out of 5 stars. I have a question. Point of order, yes. What did he give but the general? Or like a good episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's but weird yes. is when you read that out, I actually went blind for a few seconds. He says, Krusty the Clown is a great episode. Good enough Wrong. to be on season four. Wrong. It's funny, character driven, and dare I say Wrong. it, timely. Wrong. I mean, yeah. yes. He wants to be in the Simpsons good books. For real. So this is just the sound of getting on one's knees and taking a good hard slow. <laughs> you, know, you know how I'm not going to... You do what you have to do in the wasteland. <laughs> Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. <laughs> Dennis, the wild guy. He gave Krusty the Clown a B-. So this is like bronzy territory. Yeah. The Simpsons used yeah. to be and can be and occasionally still is a razor-sharp and hilarious critic of pop culture itself. True. And mm-hmm. Krusty the Clown shows what happens when the show's creators swing and miss. Correct. How is that a bronze? What are you saying, Dennis? How is that a B minus? What? Okay, what was the positive things that you said That actually sounds it? like one of Homer's reviews. Swing and a miss. B minus. <laughs> Gets yeah. my lowest score ever. Seven thumbs up. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for the last episode of the th- season 30 Wasteland, mm. where we're reviewing the girl on the bus. We will be back. Goes round and round, round and round, round and round. I didn't see that round. movie. I'm curious. There's a movie called The Girl, the on, girl the on the Bus. Girl on the Train. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, she, she wasn't on the train. Oh, well, no, I guess the girl who was watching was on the train. The girl watching the girl on the train while she's on the train. The girl, the train is not on the train. She's in the window, and then she's not in the window. And drama. And we are back, and we just watched our final episode for the season 30 section of this wasteland before we move out into the tree houses of the wasteland. And this was Season 30, Episode 12, The Girl on the Bus. First released in January of 2019, this was directed by Chris Clements, written by Joel Cohen. In this episode, Lisa's on a bus and she sees a kid playing clarinet and she wants to be that kid's friend. She goes around the kid's friend's place for dinner and lies about her family and then all of a sudden Bart's got a happening club in his bedroom. What did we think? I I guess you should point out it's Joel H. Cohen and not Joel Cohen Mm. from the Cohen Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what there, fella. At the end of this one, I asked you if you had any cocaine because I was so fucking bored <laughs> that I might have to do the whole review on this voice just to keep myself entertained. Yeah. Oh, man. If we thought the last one was boring, right? It was a mishmash of previous plot Simpson work Yeah. that I just didn't care for. Yep. Yeah, it was all. a little bit of the Allison story. You really spoiled us with this first episode that you did because that was... That was the adrenaline brush of hatred. Yeah, yeah was... I really should have done it in reverse order. <laughs> This was the morphine of boredom. <laughs> it's more like opium, I feel. Yeah. I was just in a stupor. Fentanyl. <laughs> oh, so I died. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. BT, what stood out to you from this episode? Oh, let me have a look here. The title cards really stood out to me. They were all like, 
girl on the bus, and then it goes to the lie is cast and double down on deception. Caution rules at work. It's like, why are we doing this title card framing device? It doesn't seem to be tied to anything in particular. But it only, because they did it at the start, but then it only like kicked in again, like halfway through the episode. And then they used it like seven times in a row. In a row, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and then stupid. they ended up with like, I can't read French, but I assume it was like, stay tuned for Bob's Burgers or something yeah, like pretty that. Much. Stay tuned for a better program. Yeah. Which I got to say, Bob's Burgers in their ninth season, they're still fucking killing it. I mean, if you can get John Hamm to play the voice of a talking toilet, you're doing pretty well. <laughs> was that John Hamm? That was John Hamm. That is like one of my favourite episodes of yeah. Bob's Burgers that I've easily watched more than ten times yeah. already. That's yeah. quite hilarious. Do you need to vomit? No, I'm trying to tell you I love you. Ready for vomit. No, I love you. Vomit now. Uh, John Hamm. Uh, that Jonathan Hamm dick. plays a good $500,000 toilet. <laughs> and yeah, the title cards as well. So like, I only just found out today that the goal on the train is a movie. Yeah, well, quite it is there, fella. Yeah. It was uh, a book and then a movie. So I'm assuming the title cards are something that comes up in the book nope. and or movie. No? I think it was just supposed to be black and white, silent movie era farcical. It feels like something they were throwing in just be doing something different. But they don't even run with it. And, like, they even start out the episode and, sorry, I'll jump the queue and say that's what stood out to me is fucking Lisa's song at the beginning. No. Which... Oh, my God. We all just went, no. We all went, no. No. It was like, where's my brother? He would hate this. <laughs> Phil? Phil? <laughs> Phil? Where are you? <laughs> you know, we keep seeing The Simpsons doing this joke of, like, they're shitting. Like, I feel like Phil's, like, out to dinner or something with his fiance right now. Going, oh, something I... horrible has happened. <laughs> Wait, did you see The Simpsons episode, like, they're shitting? The Shinnan. Oh. He's, like, he's trying yeah. to say the Shinnan, but yeah. he didn't quite say it though. I thought he said, yeah, you know they did this joke with like the Simpsons episode, like they're shitting. But honestly, <laughs> isn't this, of the four we've done tonight, the third that's had a song from fucking nowhere? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It felt like the way they started out the episode, I groaned extra hard because, like, usually when they do a song starting out the episode, there's going to be a lot more songs. But this was the yeah. only one. <laughs> Fortunately. Fortunately, but also then, why is it that? Yeah. <laughs> You're really going with this, aren't It's you? actually keeping me a little bit awake. I was kind of <laughs> flat before, but now I'm having some fun. <laughs> Jordan, what stands out to you from this episode? Oh, boy. What do I choose? Honestly, what do I choose? <laughs> there's so little to choose from. Um, this episode barely stands. Okay. I'm going to go with Lisa is like, do we always have to watch dinner while we're eating dinner? Uh, watch, <laughs> fuck, see? See what I mean? The Wasteland Madness! Well, I believe he's fallen to the Wasteland Madness there, fella. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, though. You're skipping your knees. <laughs> That's the accent you've always had. <laughs> I'm always here. It's always here, unless I'm not. Have you always been a talking frog? <laughs> oh, yes, I have. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my <laughs> Let me start again. Lisa says, do we always need to eat dinner while watching TV? I'm like, mm. you never fucking do. What are you talking about? You like where these TV trays come from? You're always uh, at dinner. Yeah, the TV trays are always the exception. It was the one thing that, like, when we did that episode where Homer's like, Marge, can we get some clear plates? Bart's like, can't we just <laughs> eat, eat for it? one big elongated bowl? <laughs> that's a trough. I will say, there's a big character departure for Marge in this one. Who's the one that's like, shut up, Lisa? I'm trying to watch this shitty TV. Yeah. Marge would not give a shit about Ultimate Ninja Warrior. I feel like I'm going to give her some kind of shit credit here and believe mm. that she would get invested in the story I behind the contestants. I can appreciate there would be like 
something that she could get into and randomly just I'm now hooked on this show but yeah. to just kind of do it out of nowhere when yeah every other time we've had dinner with the Simpsons it's been this calm around the table talk about your day kind of thing some of the best things all like you know oh well none of the kids had any interesting days and like Bart's <laughs> yeah. arm is broken and Lisa's inspecting that giant gem and Lisa's like, got cutest baby yeah that's Maggie. oh that's right yeah <laughs> whatever like why is that madness? madness and then they're like oh yeah like, no, no no we always eat dinner sitting on the floor with mm. TV trays it just shat me because I'm like, have you even watched your own show? <laughs> yeah. Don't say that this is something you always do. No, look, and it's a fine enough moment for Lisa to sort of use that moment where they're addicted to whatever the current show of the day is. And mm-hmm. yeah, Ninja Reality Beastmaster thing is did the rounds last year or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? It is fun to watch like ripped human beings you just know, defy gravity. They should have had that, but have them being singing as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's American Idol. American Idol also- Ninja. <laughs> yeah. I'm a ninja and also a beast master. <laughs> Aren't the point of ninjas that they're silent killers? Mm. Then we're not saying they're real ninjas. Not in the contemporary term there, Lisa. Yeah. It's like, here's my drawing of a ninja. For you at home, he's holding up a blank page. I... It's quite a good joke. <gasps> Wackiness! What are some wacky cartoony things about this episode? A5 oh. Beavers. Okay, Homer aging rapidly when he ate a marginal amount of salt. Mm. Fuck! Fuck this joke! Okay, there was like two, maybe three times where they did the whole Homer looks like grandpa joke and it was funny. They keep fucking nailing this into the ground and it mm. sucks. Isn't it funny when people with the same genetic material tend to look a little bit like each other? But only after they've had enough salt. That's wacky as shit, guys. Yeah, like the one that I think was funny, like when Homer's running that marathon and he's so dehydrated that mm. he looks like Grandpa. But this one, he starts acting like Grandpa and asking where Charlie Rose is and we cancel Charlie Rose. <sighs> and his, his voice changes as well, yeah. which is dumb. It's fucked. You're telling me all we need to do is hydrate Grandpa? Well, as we've seen before, you just need to apply a vacuum to the back of his head. <laughs> yes. Yep. Homer. Grandpa. Homer. Homer grandpa. grandpa. <laughs> Don't play with the skin. <laughs> <laughs> what about the wackiness of which uh, Homer sends a gif of himself from The Simpsons? All right. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I remember mm. when this episode came out and you told yeah. us about it and showed us the gif. And we Why, were you're like, as angry as a steamed ham. Yeah, well, what it is. So Homer's texting Lisa and we see Lisa's phone's perspective of it homer goes i've lost my phone lisa goes you're texting on it and then he posts the gif of homer walking backwards into the bush from homer loves flanders now one of the big criticisms of gifs and i kind of get it is that it completely departs from like what its original intention was Mm -hmm. and i mean it can be a good thing it can be a bad thing and the simpsons using it in that way it just felt forced well, it's just weird as fuck to see the Simpsons self-referencing themselves in something that wasn't being filmed in their own universe. Yeah. The thing is, we've mentioned before that they've made meta jokes. Some of them good, some of them quite bad, but at least it's kind of like a fourth wall breaking moment, whereas this feels like... It feels like a fourth wall break within the third wall. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to seven walls here. <laughs> uh, too many walls. What dimension is this fucking thing? Look, it just, it's very weird because it means that there's this weird kind of internal universe of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. like it exists within its own universe, which is some fucked up like grandpa paradox bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it seems like a hey fellow kids kind of thing. Yeah, very much. Thank you. Yeah, that is as good as I can sum it up. Which one? You're five years too late. Reaction gifts are kind of on the wane. I feel now almost like they're. Kind Why don't of... you keep up there, Grandpa? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I kind of get the point of it because it's reinforcing in that moment that Lisa has a reason to be embarrassed about Homer, but then to sort of almost ruin that sort of story beat by having the Simpsons, like, pat themselves on the back with this gif is shit. And you know what's goddamn stupid about it? The fact that what Homer is embarrassing her about, she doesn't have to announce to the people she's with, so she has no reason to try and hide. If Homer had called her with some kind of ridiculous flim-flam, then she would have been like, oh, that's just my father, never mind. Oh, no. yeah, he wants they'd to- be like, oh, answer it. On speaker, let us talk yeah. to him. Like, that would have been a different thing. Yeah, or entirely. she had to pretend she was having some other kind of conversation, then, you know, oh. that would have fed into the lie, but instead it's something she can just ignore immediately. Yeah, the old phone conversation where you're having to say, answer the person on the phone. Mm-hmm. Also, in a way that's going to have you save face in front of the people you're around. Oh, like mm. Jack Donaghy having two conversations at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yes, exactly. How fast but- can you turn it around? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is. The fact that it's himself as well mm-hmm. seems really self-congratulatory yep. almost of Homer or the writers of like, yeah, this is something that Homer would do. Just, it boggles the mind. It'd be like if they made another Steam Hammed reference now. <laughs> like, now that it's oh, become God. this big internet cultural phenomenon, if they then included it in an episode now. Oh, Skinner just walked in and was like, you know what? I was just steaming some hams. Yeah. Oh my God. Or uh, fucking... Uh, yeah. But becomes an EDM producer and makes a remix of Steamed Hams. Like, <laughs> yeah. To the tune of the Batman. That's when you're like, you know what? Simpsons doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. We've come full circle. It's referencing itself, referencing itself, referencing itself. And mm. so therefore... It does no longer exist. The Wasteland Madness is settling into me because, like, when you said EDM, like, my brain thought you meant ASMR. And I'm like, when Bart becomes an ASMR producer. (laughs) Wait for season 31, episode 3. Cowabunga. Eat my shorts. Eat pant. (laughs) Wackiness. So Lisa just cut school to hang out with this girl that she just broke into her house. Well, that's sort of a weird thing. It implies it's actually on the bus the way home because the clock in the background of the girl's bedroom says 10 to 3. And also in terms of wackiness, when Lisa's doing this whole doing the double life thing, she's then sleepy the next day, which implies that she's not getting sleep at the house. Like, wouldn't the point be that she's sleeping at that house? Like, Also, her bedtime is 7.30 in the Simpsons household. That seems strangely strict for a household that has Homer as one of its two heads. And everybody knows American Ninja Beastmaster starts at 8.30pm, 9 central. I mean, for the love of God. I'm also re- reasonably sure that earlier on when Marge is all like, oh, you have to invite them to dinner. That's my Marge voice, apparently. <laughs> and then Lisa's all like crying. She's like, they'll be here at 7, but at 6.45 they're having dinner yeah so what time are you going to bed what time are these people here what is time what is time, time? is a figment of your imagination what time eat pant but- time is something that we made up to try and bring order to the chaos that is our lives no shit <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing i don't even explain it away with lisa going oh mom i think i might just go to bed early tonight or like i'm yeah. gonna start getting earlier nights or anything like that and then she's sleeping the next day which implies that she's staying up all night at the other place which wouldn't yeah. happen uh. Also, who the fuck just like walks into someone's house, like mm. knocks on the door half of once, yep. and then just walks in like, hello, I'm walking past your expensive, like exotic accoutrement. Yeah. To us here in the wasteland, walking into someone's property is a good way to end up in a bear trap. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you just walk into any property because you haven't seen any civilization for more than 400 mm. miles. So. Bear trap. 
And also, like, the little girl's response. Oh, hey, home invader. This is exactly what I was doing. Uh, and the other wacky thing I want to mention before we move on is, yeah, Bart's pad. Bart's new room yeah. thing. What the fuck is that all about? Such a weird get-out-of-jail, get-out-of-ending-free card. Yeah. Did they have no other ideas? Bart is serving alcohol and getting Lisa's friend's mum drunk. And I'm guessing he hasn't got a liquor license. For some reason, he's got <laughs> a, he's got a jacuzzi kiddie pool. What was that all about? Where did he get a 55-inch flat screen TV from? Why was Milhouse there just like doing bicep curls? That's really weird. Oh, that's a weird tie forward when oh. he gets into pumping iron. The future drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the setting. This that is up. the timeline for that. This is the seed for a shittier episode. Fuck this. <laughs> but no, like, get out of jail free, Beach. That's like a perfect metaphor for this. Like, they just went, I don't know, how about Bart has a swing club in his house and that's the ending. Yeah, it's like a deus ex machina, only with uh, disco balls. Like, it's disappointing because this story, and I'm going to say, yeah, leading into the heart of this episode, there is something to be mined here about Lisa being embarrassed about her family. It is a very well-trodden road of this that we've walked down, Mm -hmm. and it's fine, and... The people should have, like, turned around and said, Lisa, it's fine to be embarrassed about your family. Like, I'm embarrassed about my father. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, have him, the father of her friend, be all like, look, I came up from a different family as well, but, you know, they're still your family and you've got to accept them as they are. Yeah. Something about that, you know. Or they don't talk about the dropkick older brother that's, I don't know, bumming around... Ogdenville. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they couldn't do what they did in the first episode. Was like, hey, actually, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, yeah, they couldn't yeah. do that because they'd already used that joke this season. So, ah, oh, that, that wouldn't stop fuck them. Fuck me, right? I guess I can't do that. So, anything else to say about the emotional core of this episode? Oh, I, I have more wacky shit. Well, let us have a fella. As, Double as, back to the wacky. Mm, Homer is drinking from a hose on the second floor of that his house. That was fucking weird. Why do you have the hose up on that second? You know what? doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Nothing matters. They did have a wacky mini horse that got cute as it got hauled off. That I was like that joke. Yeah, no, I did. It's a yeah, rare breed. <laughs> Maggie wipes her brow with her pacifier. pacifier. Mm. Ha ha, Maggie has a pacifier and she uses it for things that aren't pacifier. Ha ha, joke. Now her forehead is all salivary. Hey, can you remember what the Ralph line was so Elliot can do his James Earl Ralph? Oh, indeed I can. Uh, lies are like stars. They always come out. That'd actually sound profound in James Earl yeah, Ralph. Yeah, that's what Lisa thought too. Lows are like stars, Simba. They always come out. See? That could have been in The Lion King. Tell me that wasn't in The Lion Sometimes King. Sometimes they say sex. <laughs> or SFX. <laughs> Depending on who you are. <laughs> Flanders pretending addicted to being Homer. I and he kinda says like annoyed grunt. Oh, yeah. okay. Objective. What did you like? I just yeah, kind of like Tell it us that... why you're wrong, Beach. <laughs> I don't have to tell you anything there, fella. <laughs> No, it's just the fact that it's one of those little, when Lisa kind of comes up and says, hey, just play along. You just I like the idea he continues playing along. It's like, this is kind of liberating. Okay. He's like, at his job, eating donuts. Oh, at his stuff. job, eating donuts is too much. But, yeah. uh, you know, Again, because that was a plotting thing where it was clearly nighttime at the Simpsons house, and then they do a cutaway to Flanders, presumably in the daytime at the nuclear mm-hmm. power plant. Lenny and Carl were there as well. It did not make sense. Any other wackiness? Uh, not not impossible wackiness, but I do quite. I actually kind of like the uh, pun of lunchboxing. Yeah, it was fine, mm-hmm. and they had fine. all the different belts because I believe also you know there's like five different titles yeah. in the boxing world. Yeah, WBO, WBA. Whenever they're playing some kind of game and it hits Lisa, it's like ah, you lose. Lisa counts floor. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, it was like volleyball or beach volley, backpack volleyball. Ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? The concept felt like they were like. 
hey, we're running out of episodes. What should we do? How about we go through these cutting room floor plot points and then make an episode out of all of them? Yeah. Look, you're brilliant, Jenkins. Let's go home early. <laughs> Again, I don't think there were any serious character breaks, but the episode was just so plotting and meddling and like not doing anything effective with the characters. No. I felt like the other family could have been more interesting. Yep. What was the girl's name again? I can't even remember. Sam. Sam. She had like pictures of like Ella Fitzgerald up on her wall mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it was pretty cool. But there was nothing interesting about them. There was mm. nothing that set them apart or nothing like that moved the plot forward. They noted that these are vegetarian, but they weren't vegetarian themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a thing that like the fact that you thought to ask was, yeah, quite lovely and... Yeah, but you're right. They were just sort of blank slate. There's nothing wrong with these people and they're not helping the plot at all. Like there is the one reveal at the dinner table at the end where he's like, I wasn't really born in Nigeria. I was born in Cameroon. And it's moved like, it to or whatever. Yeah. Was that an actor? Was that a guest star? That was uh, Old Mate KMR again. Okay. But playing the mother, Cheryl Monroe, was Patty Lupon. Pl- Patty Lupo. The Patty Lupo? L-U-P-O-N-E? Yes. I saw that in the credits, but I'm not sure of her work. She plays the Yellow Diamond in Steven Universe. Oh, okay. The angry one. And she also plays Frank Rossitano's mother in 30 Rock. Oh, I love her. Well, you should have guessed. I don't think I should. (laughs) You're comparing their relationship to meatballs? (laughs) Liz, I'd like you to leave. (laughs) I love Frank's mum. Yeah. So, like, she's been in, like, a jillion other things, okay. but, like, I felt like these were the, like, closest oh. touch points for us. I'm really yeah. happy now that I think that Yellow Diamond is Frank's, Frank's mom. mom. That <laughs> makes a lot more sense. I love it. That's fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> and just quickly, the other guest star for this episode was Terry Gross, who you might know from all the NPR and NPR podcasts, and she was in this episode for all of three seconds. Do an NPR podcast. Yeah, was there a joke because it said SNPR? Springfield National Public Radio? Springfield National. And the National whole joke Man. was like she was grilling some climate change scientist, but in a real Terry Gross way. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a disappointing year. Yeah. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? Well, I don't think I would there, fella. Unless on some sort of airborne mode of transportation, or was it suffering the after effects of too much liquor? BT, what would you change? I'd give it a point. <laughs> I just, there's things to be done here, but they didn't really go with any of them. That's kind of the disappointing thing. There's something to be said about Lisa finding her intellectual equals, but I just don't understand why she felt the need to lie about her own family. Just don't talk about them, or just say, oh, they're not really into this sort of thing. Let's move on and have dessert, pip-pip. Just give us a reason for any of this to Hooray. collide or happen, or oh, you, said you know, pip 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 indeed. My bad. Who <laughs> said hip hip? I almost did. Yeah, that's really about it. There's just there's no point. There's no conflict. There's no thrust of anything here. It all just kind of meanders, and then it ends with a get out of jail free card. Jordan, what would you change? I want to know more about the miniature horse. Yep. <laughs> what was its name? Does it like pats? Does it like ear scratches? Does it like carrots? Is it smart or is it really dumb at the expense does of being cute? Does it know it's cute? getting cute? Because it has like a diaper on it. Uh, so does that mean like it's well, not it house trained, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is it cute at the expense of being smart? Neither is it like genetically it? bred? Cruelly, ah. like you know those like squashed face cats that mm. like have breathing problems but are super cute. Yep. And it's like, what is the ethics behind that? Where's the line here, people? In short, Elliot, I have no good answer to this <laughs> question. It's weird, right? Because it's like maybe you could do this, but then I'm like, but that's that other Simpsons episode, mm. like mm. with um, it launches into completely different things. You know, Jeremy's Iron and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. It's kind of that. Um, when Lisa goes to university. 
Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. She even goes, Lisa Simpson, master of the double life. Yeah, it's kind of... And l- she falls l- asleep l- in class. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of everything. And I'm like, how would you make this better? Oh, you would make it a Simpsons episode that's already been done. Because really... That's hard to say. What What is the point of this one? Yeah, it feels like we've trod this ground before, but there's nothing new about this version. I think you brought up an amazing point with the ca- oh, uh, the fact you. that uh, Lisa's family that she's idolizing, there's just actually nothing to them. Mm. And there's so much more to gain out of that. And like, although it was kind of similar with the Allison story where there, like, admittingly wasn't much to her father, like, there was the whole storyline of Lisa trying to frame her for doing a bad job on her project. Yeah, this and- is where she hates her for being better and there's conflict yeah. there. Whereas this one, it's just, it middles until it gets up until the Bart pad thing. So as for what I'd change, I'd make them somehow flawed. Well, they almost do that when the father's like, oh, no, we've got to move because my study is uh, harmful effects on relocating on children. <laughs> Excellent. That line. was a great, that was the best part of the episode. Yeah, that was the best joke out of it. And it's like, okay, here's, here's this, they're these intellectual people, but they suffer for it because they have to move around a lot. And there's a over-exaggerated example of what it costs to be these intellectuals is that maybe there's less time for their daughter. Maybe she's home alone all the time because they're always off doing their research grants or whatnot. No, there we go. There's the thing. Sam really wants to stay in Springfield now that she's met Lisa, so the conflict then becomes... Oh, she just wants to stay somewhere. So Sam now has to move in with the Simpsons and Lisa, web of lies, then comes undone. Boom. It's ground they haven't really trod before, and yep. even like with a similar premise. I'll be like, yeah, she's all sad because she just moves around. Sure, she's got these intellectual parents, but what she really wants is their attention, whereas yeah. Lisa gets their attention whenever she yeah. wants because they don't have anything else going on. They barely have their own lives. BT, any other notes? Uh, just the one. When Lisa's walking through the fancy neighborhood, there's $50 marmalade store I loved that. and a $100 marmalade store. <laughs> I really wanted to go in there and be like, what is up with this marmalade? A lot marmalade? of gold in that marmalade. There were actually some decent sign gags. Wait for the social medias to see them. Jordan, any other notes? We made marmalade once. We went to oh. a, I think it was in Arcadia or similar, or like Brower Waters or similar to that. We could pick your own mandarins and then we had like three buckets worth. And so we made marmalade with them hmm. and it was fucking amazing. You know how marmalade can be really sticky? If you add a little bit of cream cheese, for some reason that melts marmalade. I don't know what the science behind that is, but basically it makes it manageable to spread. And it's great. Oh, my God. I'm the whitest guy alive. I just <laughs> had this realization halfway through my sentence. <laughs> I was Fuck. picking mandarins in Arcadia <laughs> yeah. and we made some marmalade with some cream cheese. <laughs> Fuck me. White privilege is alive and well, people, if you weren't fucking aware. Um, just because oh, you made marmalade. Okay. Did you know a group of white people is called a podcast? <laughs> collective oh. nouns. They're fascinating. I, I mean, uh, I think a uh, collective noun for a group of podcasts is, is, a, is, is a subscribe. <laughs> It's hard to say, is a subscribe. I was going to say, a milk, <laughs> a milk toast of podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Final notes for me. Jordan's final notes. It doesn't have a theme song. There is ominous music at the credit. And then the fucking Thanos opening credits, couch mm. gag. Fuck that. And then the dust and Maggie. Sever- and because he uses her pacifier as an infinity. Oh, my God. Trendy fucking hate it hey there's some real hamster cruelty in this episode they fucking kick uh, that hamster ball right out of the bus that mm-hmm. hamster is dead for sure but again retreading the same ground the hamster gets picked off by a hawk when lisa has her back turned this was fucking from the hank scorpio episode yeah did i not say as soon as he she let that hamster yep. out of the ball my like, car car oh no eagle even better great awesome work simpsons writers bravo car would have at least been original for them yeah the detail on 
the food when she goes to oh, yeah. the other family's house. Someone was hungry that it's day. It's amazing. Like if you watch this in 720p or above, you are mm, you're going to be hungry, my I friend. I think they pickled those drawings of the jalapenos. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I did like the kind of visual gags of Sam's mum writing down her quips in Sam's pearls. Yeah. And then her writing down her quips in Chairman Mums. <laughs> Chairman I mean, Mums. I mean, brushing and glossing over like the extreme atrocities that mm. uh, a certain dictator committed. I have a note here that is marked as a Jordan Daniel Connor. Marked as a Jordan Daniel Help me decipher this. The boyos. It just says eye holes. <laughs> like, You're not going to touch my eye holes. The letter I or like no a... eye holes is in like. Oh, I had this down as well okay. as uh, as an Elliot's yeah. anal corner. Elliot's uh, anal what? <laughs> Ralph says he's got five face holes. That's right. You have seven. seven. Yeah. Yes, your eyes count as eye holes. They're more like sockets. Yeah, if you don't have eyes, sockets aren't holes. Yeah, you but can suck it. But like the, <laughs> the open pipe connects up to your nose and mouth. They're fucking also, holes. I do have eyeballs. Haven't you seen the Tokyo Shock Boys where the guy he squirts the milk out of his eye? It's all connected. With your nose, your eye, your mouth, it's all in one. Yeah, but if you have eyeballs, you don't have a hole. <sighs> I hated that. This is where the sign writers fucked mm-hmm. up. They have Lard Lad, and then they have Lean uh, Lad holding up the fish, and then they have Low Fat Lad yeah. holding up mm-hmm. the yogurt. Lean lad was Lazy lad. That's what they should have called it. Labored lad. Yeah, mm. that's even better. See, this is the kind of writer's room like going around brainstorming yeah. that they should have had in this episode. And two of us have gone insane. Uh, down arrow joke that just says, beer joke. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. The, I don't know what addiction's like. I'm going to drink five beers now because I don't know what addiction's like. I'm Homer. Then he takes oh. a shit on the floor. Time for my final notes. Final notes. That's I, just saying, Elliot's final notes. Right over to Elliot, Elliot. I actually kind of like the way Lisa's imagination worked with covering uh, what her family could be, like Homer being a sculptor, Marge being a chemist, that seems apt, and, you yeah. know, Maggie being a lecturer, huh? She doesn't talk, that's fine. In nonverbal communication. Ah. I, I, oh, that's right. The only but, bit I liked about that was Bart, like, oh, no, I don't have a... And he starts to shake his fist, but then the bubble is already fading away. Mm-hmm. But then later when he goes, woohoo, I don't exist, that's what I'd like to be, and... No. <laughs> he loves existing. It's basically all he does. Mm. Man, that's some dark shit. Yeah. Lovejoy was sneaking out to Temple late at night. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that about? I that one. Yeah, he's just wearing a yarmulke and sneaking out through the window of a synagogue. And it's just like, why? I don't know where the logic in that was funny. And my only other note is when Marge was, like, scolding Homer and telling him, you know, read off this card, there was a really bad side on where their eyes were, like, only as wide if they were in, like, a three-quarter turning away side on. Anyway, season 30 from this little dive today has just surprised me with how bad the animation is. Mm. Like, we've always said with the HD era, it looked slick, but there was just something a bit, you know, zombie Simpsons about Mm. it. But... I think all of these episodes today that we've watched have had several off-character model moments that have made it look terrible. But it feels like they're trying to take it in a new direction of like, hey, we're trying to be modern and cool. Yeah. Damn it, don't be cool. It's hip to be square. Season 30 feels like we've got to remain relevant somehow, and that is by using modern references like saying woke, please don't do that, like using GIF reactions. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it was a strange, weird 
ride to be a part of, Elliot. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know if I like it less or more than HD Simpsons. It's time to rank this thing. Oh, golly what, gosh. What was this episode about again? <laughs> Jordan, you're first. Uh, you know what? Again, that first episode spoiled me. That was a real hate watch, uh, mm. and that was a such a an easy failure. This yep. is a this is a participant. This you know when you're in a doctor's waiting room and there's a TV playing, and it's like tonic TV or something like that. Yeah. And there's just there's images and sound emanating from that box, but it just washes over you. Mm-hmm. And this is a participanty as it gets. I don't understand what happened. We've <laughs> talked about it for what seems like. An hour and a half. It's like you've been neuralized. Um, yeah, this is like I got the flashy thing from Men in Black. Neuralizer. Um, yeah. Jesus, Elliot, what have you done to my brain? Neuralized. <laughs> <laughs> BT, what do you reckon? Uh, look, this is a straight out participant for me. Uh, just yeah, it's white noise coming out of the wireless. It's just white nothing noise. there, and it just oh, I hurts. feel so little for it. I couldn't even hate it. There's no merits negative or positive to really tilt it either way so it's completely meh it's a participant elliot over to you i'm failing it i just i hate this thing the fact that it's very well trodden ground isn't so bothering to me Mm -hmm. in that they didn't do anything you can tread the same ground as long as you do something with it and come out with a decent episode yeah and like i totally get where you guys are coming from with the participant rating for but for me i feel like this one was a bit more egregious is it that you just hate life right now after watching four of of these you're just like i'm done with the simpsons why don't i even start a fucking simpsons podcast because god this is ruining my life i think this is a fair way this is how some people deal with the wasteland some people just forget all about it some people start taking on different accents and becoming different people and some people dive into the Actually, I've got to give you credit. Through. You have maintained <laughs> for the most part. Hell yeah, I have, fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for some reprieve from the treehouse because at least, you know, we can accept the conceit of those episodes that they're meant to be a bit wacky and far out in a departure. Oh, boy. Yeah. Just can't wait to see what they come up with. Yeah. We'll get into that, but for now, this will average out into a dull participant. And just throwing back to the other wastelands of dull participants we did in them. And boy, it's dull. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of boys, the boys of Bummer, where Bart... Oh, he gets shat on for missing that catch in the baseball game or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck that episode. And the blunder years with Waylon Smithers Sr. Oh! (laughs) I failed that one, if I recall correctly. You sure did, You sure did, purely for the... Hey, Chief Wiggum, it's us, the Simpsons. <laughs> I found it for a lot of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and also Puffless, which was Selma and Patty quitting smoking, quit smoking. And yeah. also Maggie's Disney adventure rescuing. Uh, that was um, the only thing that saved that from failure, I swear to God. Yeah, I, I still failed it because it like wasted both opportunities. Yeah. All right, guys, before we end this episode, is that reputation justified? Is that... No. Why now? Is that reputation justified? <laughs> and Dennis Perkins from the AV Club. Why it's Dennis the Wildcard Perkins? He's what does he have get... to say? Okay, do you want to? Let's take bets on what he gives this. <laughs> I'm gonna say he calls this one of the most heartwarming episodes of The Simpsons he's ever seen. <laughs> I'm gonna guess C plus. Dennis Perkins gave this a D plus. Oh, I didn't realize they gave plus rankings for D's. Why that's a shot through the heart. And you're to blame. Um, <laughs> Dennis uh, is to blame. He gives the Simpsons a bad, a bad name. <laughs> Lisa's a tough character to write for. Not because her smarts make her better than everyone else, but because her awareness of the world's absurdities can't shield her from being 
irrevocably. Irrevocably. Thank you. Part of it. And say what you want about the good old days, but when there's a legacy of writing great Lisa stories and you botch this one this badly, the failure is that much more glaring. Wow, Dennis. And I think that's actually really on parody with what I said. The fact that... We gave it, what, a shiny dull participant, and it got a D-plus is pretty apt. Well, yeah, because dull participants, like, C average for them. And, yeah. yeah, like, D-plus is shiny failure, I guess, for them. Yeah. Man, I've never seen Dennis give such a low ranking, I, I don't think. I, I, I love the wild card. I'm just not gonna lie. <laughs> you just never know. You never I mean, know. I mean, Rob Canning <laughs> is a beast unto himself, a beast master, ultimate ninja to himself. <laughs> but Dennis, sometimes I feel like... He's on meds and off meds. <laughs> and Sometimes I don't even think he exists. <laughs> he's actually a great follow on Twitter, i got to say. I think he's oh. a bunch of cats taped together. He, yeah, he's like an AI. He's like that <laughs> yeah. AI. Jesus Christ. i got to try and get him on an episode one time. It yeah. can't be that hard. All right, guys. Well, look, that does it for the season 30 Wasteland. Join us next week for Treehouse of Horathon Wasteland <laughs> edition. Until then, that's been Jordan Frost. It has. That's been PT Calloway. Which one of us is insane again? We'll see you in the second half of the Wasteland next week. That's all the mustard in this part of the Wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Everyone do a little bit of talky talks? I'm doing the talky talks. I like you do. Da cha cha. -cha. (laughs) Also, I think earlier, Jordan, you and I both uh, synchronized sounds. Oh, maybe. (laughs) We're just going to have to uh, try and do a little bit more of that. <laughs> so I find editing that Elliot, sorry. <laughs> How many like fictional wasteland pits can we think of? Because there's the Sarlacc pit, I'm yeah. thinking. Um, uh, there's the pit in Fallout 3, but that's just Pittsburgh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's literally what it's called. The pit. That's, yeah. that's, that's um, there's Pit Town. <laughs> that's way out in that's the wasteland. What... <laughs> I used I'm to live out there. I know, I'm making a sad joke. I'm very sorry. That's what I will say. This episode is a very like meme meme episode mm. because it, it pulls a lot of modern stuff yeah. out of it. Yeah, it's like me when I'm warming up my vocals. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Ten one. points to and Elliot. I, and I'm the drunk one here. <laughs> it's a wall of beige for beige? Beige. It's, it's, it's like, like beige, my cousin, yeah. But beige. <laughs> And they had Veep on there, which is a multi-Emmy award-winning show. Like, everyone knows that exists. And have Come you on. ever watched it? I tried to get back into it. It's just this, it's the Trump effect, man. It's like... Yeah, real life is too absurd. Yeah, and it's even House of Cards, which, like, admittingly is a show that just went to shit. Mm. Like, despite the fact that we had to cancel Kevin Spacey. But that show, like, failed to be, like, a political thriller because it's not as thrilling as... <laughs> well, <laughs> the-, the funny thing about Veep is we just watched one of the episodes in season one. There's a bit where they're trying to woo an Arizona senator and they're talking about if your neighbors did all this stuff, you'd maybe build a fence. Like, you're not getting a wall. You're not getting a fence. And <laughs> it's like, shit. oh, fuck. When was this made again? 2012? This is the Obama era. This is when Obama <laughs> was still making fun of Trump being a presidential candidate. And then it happened. And then everything is just flipped on its head. And yeah. now I don't know where, what world I'm living in anymore. Oh, Arrested Development, one of their big plot points in season four was the fucking oh, wall yeah, and how ridiculous right. that was. <laughs>
It's nuts. <laughs> and what happened to this world? I think it's going to be revealed that, yeah, America is just a, is a network now and this was just a show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was a, a giant like season a 2019 between spoiler. Arrested Development and Veep. What season would this be now? What did they, when did they form? Like 1788? No, that can't be right. <laughs> I mean, the entire America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every year has been a season up until now. <laughs> That's their best rating season so far. It's yeah, true. It's true. It's hard to take your eyes off. Huge. Yeah. It just makes me really nihilistic. Like, why do Nihilist? we even? What? Why do we even live? Like, what's the point of even doing anything? It's when you don't care about knees. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when you you trip over going up a hill and you hit your knee on a rock. <laughs> if you don't believe in horses, you're Nihil. nihilistic. <laughs> Jesus. Horses are meant to I nothing. thought that's when you don't believe in sharp, pointy things that are used for holding walls together. Nihilistic. It's when I don't believe that science guy. Nihilistic. <laughs> Bill Nihilistic. <laughs> and Rodney Ho of AGC. He gave the episode an A. I don't know how the AGC's alphabet I think works. It's like golf rules, like A. <laughs> wait, no, the opposite of golf rules. It's baseball rules or any other sports rules. <laughs> that uses letters, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, a, avoid this one. C. <laughs> it's a hexadecimal system. A for avoid. I'm like an F for fuck yeah. <laughs> Zero is the best, <laughs> F is the worst. Some of the best Simpsons moments. Sim of the best moments. Why, that's the madness. A from TV table. Was TV table? The dinner table. Yes. Quite Fuck. sorry, I put mercury in your drink. <laughs> hey, that is the end of my boo. I'm a ghost notebook. Oh my god. Uh, Jordan's <laughs> final note. You didn't have to throw away the pen with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's all right. I've got a Mario one that is it's not college ruled, but it's like gridlined. Ooh. So yeah. now I can do maths equations on the fly. Rad. But yeah, you bought that with like Nintendo points. I bang. did, I did. You were going I was tossing up. Hmm, do I get flannels like face cloths, or do I get that? And then I got both because I had so many Nintendo points to use. 